Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is the first ever live video, Life in the Stocks podcast, and I'm delighted to introduce my esteemed guest this evening, the illustrious Lee Dayton from Dirty Sanchez, (laughs) Kill City owner and 420 manager, co-partner. Whatever you want to say, Whatever you want to say. I'm here doing stuff. Put it up there. Thanks for having me. Thanks for thanks for having me in my own store. Yeah, right. On your on your show. There's kind of like a mutual co-hosting going on. There is, yeah. So, do you want to just get straight into it? No uh, messing around. I guess I should say as well, very quickly, just to get some more self promotion out of the way. Uh, you can subscribe to my podcast on iTunes and Acast. You can go to acast.com forward slash Life in the Stocks. Get on there. Uh, And this, if you miss this, although if you miss it, you haven't seen this and you're not watching it, but this will be live as an audio file as of midnight. Um, But for now, I think we should just give people what they want, which is the the dirt, the gossip, the juice, the secrets. Oh, shit. The kiss and tells, the puke and tells, and everything else behind, for me... Well, and probably factually, it was the most successful show on MTV UK, right, Dirty Sanchez? Well, I think it was at the time, yeah. Yeah, it was the biggest export MTV UK had ever had. Fucking A. Yeah. Well, that's something to be proud of, right? Well, you know, like, I thought it was uh, something pretty cool, and uh, I'm not sure a lot of other people did, but a lot of fans did it. A lot of the fans fucking loved it. 
you know the fans ended up and that's why it went to like fuck no it's all over the world with MTV did the fans sort of feel like things came to a close rapidly and kind of unexplained because it was almost like one minute Sanchez was here and then the next it was gone so I hope tonight we can sort of give people mm, some yeah. of the you know the reasons behind perhaps it, why that happened that wasn't us that was not our fault we tried but the door got the door got shut alright well let's let's take it way back um, before we get to Sanchez let's talk about Lee Dayton where did you grow up what year are you born tell me about <laughs> your mum your dad your family life oh, and some dude. of your earliest memories as a kid and perhaps some of your early passions and interests oh Christ I mean that's a lot of questions it to is. answer so I think you have to spoon feed okay, me okay so what year are you born oh, I was born in 1973 <laughs> <laughs> yeah 1973 um, here uh, no this is in Cumbran right I've been living here for about 20 odd years now uh, but I'm actually from Pontypool Lived in Newport for a bit, um, especially during the Sanchez years. But I'm from Pontypool, and, uh, which is like a little town up the road. Yeah, a little valley town. Right. So what's that like as a kid who's obviously interested in alternative culture, skateboarding? Are you an outside? Um, I mean, we had a record store. Right. <laughs> we had like Applesome Records. That was like the most cultural thing, like for what I wanted out of it, out of where I came from. Yeah. I mean, outside of that, at that time, like going back, you know, like shit, dude. Like, there wasn't else a lot that I was into. Like nothing really. Like I could go there and be a part of something. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. I think that's what you're all looking for as a teenager, isn't it? Is uh, without sounding corny, something to belong to, something that's yours that you can identify with and go. Yeah. This makes me feel like I kind of understand life a bit more now. Yeah, exactly. I had a little bit of it. Of like finding a bit, of, I say culture. Um, I'm sure. No, 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 no. It's a specific kind of culture. Yeah, through like I mean, there was like the only like thing that I like popped his head up when I was a kid growing up that I thought fuck that's fucking that's, that looks rad was like the the whole breakdance thing, the whole breakdance movement, and that came straight up the valleys. But skateboarding really didn't do that as far as where I lived. You know, I think there may have been like one or two people from like dotted around the place that you never heard of, but that wasn't like a thing. Well, where are you going to skate in the valleys? Assumedly, there's nowhere to actually skate. Uh, well, yeah, the, you know, it rains a lot in the valleys, so we had, like, this fucking, like, outside Tesco's. It was, like, this tiny little bit underneath. It was, like, about 12 foot by 12 foot. So you could, that was, like, marble. You could skate that. But, um, you know, when it was dry, it was, like, it was pretty rough ghetto streets, but, you, you know, you could street skate there. And that's all we had then. There was no fucking skate parks. Well, skateboarding then was a real outsider sport, wasn't it? And in many ways, you kind of did take your life into your own hands, I imagine, in certain areas, if you're repping a board. You know, it's like when punk rock first was a thing. If you had a mohawk, then you were likely to get your ass kicked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because you were perceived to be, like, public enemy number one. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, skateboarding was just like... You know, it was was something in the 70s where I lived. You know, and I probably think everybody had a go at it then. But, you know, it obviously moved on a lot by the time I got into it. You know, it was like street skateboarding. It was, you know, big elsewhere, but not where I lived. So, Do you so remember yeah. your first board? Oh, yeah, my first board. I want to go back just quickly, because I don't want to, like, upset anybody, because there was a big music movement around in in this area. I just hadn't found music. I found music through skateboarding. Through the skate videos? Through the skate vid. yeah. I found, like, 90% of my shit through skateboard videos. So, um, <clears throat> and, like, everything else. So, uh, but, yeah, so I just... 
don't want to burn any kind of like I don't want to like dis like that shit because there was stuff other people didn't do it just wasn't what I was into does that make any sense yeah of course I mean everybody when they're a kid I think gets into one thing yeah. heavily and for a lot of people that's music for some mm. it's sport yeah. Uh, obviously, for you, it was skateboarding. skateboarding. Yeah, I played football a bit in school, and I did a bit of like rugby. I was fucking tiny in school. I was a small kid. I was good at rugby because I could grab the ball and just, you know. But I just wasn't big enough, and it, you know, it wasn't. It really wasn't my thing. I was looking for something else, which was skateboarding. I imagine there's a lot of big dudes where you're growing up as well. This being the countryside where people have good, <laughs> good hearty diets, do yeah. you know what I mean? we had a fucking great fucking rugby team, Pontypool, that, that was like legendary. Yeah. The All Blacks came and played us at Pontypool Park when I was a kid. Did the hacker and shit, it was fucking sick. Yeah, so I, I you know, there was that, you know, but for what I was looking for, I was looking for something else. And your parents, are they together uh, they, up until what age and then when do they sort of uh, split? I think they, they split up when I was really young and they probably got back together a few times and split up. They were young. They were fucking... My mum was 16, 17 when she had me. My mum was 17 when she had me. My dad was 16. He's like, what are you... Fu-? Looking at it now, he's like, you fucking real? But that's what... That's, I think, a lot of fucking people like kids young those days. <clears throat> so, but, yeah, you know, they just... It just, you know, they didn't work out, you know? But, um, yeah, they're both good. They're both doing really well now. They're doing their own thing and happy doing their, you know, their own, their own stuff, so... Brilliant. Did they support your passion and interest in skateboarding Man, I, I, or were they like put the board nah, down well uh, it's hard to say because I kept breaking shit when I was a kid <laughs> do you know what I mean I, I think I got into skateboarding quite late I got into skateboarding when I was like about 14 you know and then you're breaking your ankle and then you're off school and your mum's like fucking you know I actually remember I broke my ankle my mum was so tamping um, for anyone outside of Wales that means angry I've learned <laughs> spending yeah. the last 24 hours with dating he's like he's tamping I'm like I guess it means angry yeah pretty raging a- pretty angry because you know I don't you know she didn't understand it it could just be like no one understands skateboard until you go in like that so yeah I ended up moving out I'd like fucking really like for about the whole summer and just live with my auntie so, um, is that because she let you run ragged and get away with more well, I don't know she was pretty antics. cool she was pretty cool I used to babysit at her house I used to bring girls back when I used to babysit there and, like you know just like fucking I could just you know well that's why you babysit isn't it well yeah of course get paid get laid you get that free house not, you know obviously like the fucking hell Jesus Christ yeah <laughs> not by the kids you're looking after <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um, no I'm joking about that part. I was a virgin till very, very late on. Go on, what age did you lose your virginity? Uh, 18. That is quite late. Yeah, 18. Pussy. Yeah, I was scared. I was just like, I was a picky <laughs> bastard. Were you? Yeah, yeah. So you got with your partner pretty young as well, right? Um, my, my girlfriend, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 21. 21. Been there 22 years, dude, and I'm yeah, still not married. <laughs> he will be soon. Oh, shit, it's, it's coming. He, he ain't getting away from this. Yeah. So, religion. I wasn't really aware that that was anything sort of in your life. We're going to go straight there now. Oh, yeah, Dump, jumping into the... The, the nitty-gritty, because you say in the rise and fall of Sanchez... Sorry, my... Your chair's sinking. My, my chair's sinking. I must have put on some wine. There we go. Oh, there you are. Oh, wait. So, hey, now, right, you're ta- now you're taller than me. <laughs> so you say in The Rise and Fall of Sanchez, which is a documentary some people might have seen about The Rise and Fall of Sanchez, yeah. that you were brought up to be a Jehovah's Witness. Well, not from a really early age, but there was a f- few years of that, yeah. And my mum like, was obviously searching for something. 
and so that was a was that a trip that she was on? That was a trip she was definitely on. Yeah, like she was looking for. I mean, she's still searching. She is still fucking searching. You know. Um, so and for me, man, I was like, wow, like you know, what the fuck? Like I, you know, I just don't get it. Like I didn't get it. I didn't want to do be a part of it. And it was the whole like knocking people door. Like, like, oh, dude, I used to fucking knock people's doors with the fucking clan, with the congregation, sorry. And um, yeah, it was fucked. And I was like, I was so terrified that people would find out. It was fucking insane. I used to like fucking wear hoodies, wear a hood up, like trying to hide my face so no one could see me. I, I used to have to go to this fucking dude's house. Uh, this, 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 they'd have like um, meetings at people's houses, like on a Tuesday, say. And then you have to go to this house and a bunch of the Jehovah's Witnesses would go there and you do all, like, I almost blocked it from my mind, but you'd have to, like, I know, like, read and shit and, like, talk about fucking Jehovah and all that nonsense. And I'm not dissing, you know, you guys. How would you break down the religion for anyone who isn't aware of what it sort of stands for and, and believes in? Oh, it just, like, you know, I'd break it down like this, same as any other fucking, you know, religion, to be honest. Just, you know, you know, fair enough. Like, you've got to believe in something and have faith in shit. And I've got faith in certain things and, you know. But it's just another fucking version of their God and their fucking ideas and their kind of fucking spin on shit. And it ain't fucking my spin. So <laughs> it, it was like, I was fucking like, I don't know, like, fuck it. It was around the time, just before I started skating, that, I, that, that she got into it. And it was like, I was going into school and there was fucking Jehovah's Witnesses in school and they were getting fucking ragged. People were just rinsing them. And I was like, fuck. Do you know what I mean? They were, I don't want that to be me. Yeah, yeah, I don't, like, I, I'm not, you know, and, like, look at it now, I'm like, if I was Jehovah's Witness now, and I'm fucking, you know, I'm a stronger fucking dude now, but if you go into school then, and I wasn't, I wasn't that dude I am now, if I have beliefs, I'm like, fuck it, that's me. But in school then, I was terrified. I was a fucking kid. I was, like, worried the whole school was going to fuck me up. You know, like, ridicule me and shit. So, it's... So, putting uh, that in that context, when you did find skateboarding... That was, this is what I'm looking for. Not that, oh, this fuck. is like, without yeah. again being cheesy, I can get down with the beliefs behind this scene yeah, a well, lot more. Well, it's kind of like, my mum was like banging, like, you, you know, come, you got to come here. And like, some of the people didn't kind of like me there because they thought I was like arrogant and shit because I didn't just didn't want to know. They didn't want to know. I didn't just did not want to know. So I listened to what they had to say and I read into it and I was like giving them my bit. I was like, right, you know, as a kid... I break shit. I still break down shit, like in layman's terms. I'm like, right, how many fucking dude? How many religions are there in the world? And they're like, uh, you know, well, where's this going? I'm like, well, because there's fucking tons of them, all right. And how the fuck do you know yours is the fucking right one? And you're telling me all the other religions is Satan's fucking path. I'm like, I'm a kid and I'm fucking not into it, dude. And you're filling me full of shit. I'm out. The only good thing, uh, the only good thing about it, was I fucking hated. Uh, what's that shit in the beginning of school? Like, when you go like assembly, uh-huh. they'd make you pray in assembly as well, so you yeah, couldn't yeah. really get away from it. But I wasn't going to get ridiculed for singing the fucking Lord's Prayer in school, so you could get away with it. But I was like, fuck it, I don't, I'm not in any way. So I just, just say like, I'm not doing this, the teacher, but don't tell anybody. I'm a Jehovah's Witness. So I used to bunk off. I used to get away from all the fucking assemblies. So, yeah, and there's a couple of other people that wouldn't go in there that were just right fucking you know, characters for just whatever reason. They were just disturbing and they wouldn't go in there. But yeah, that was the best thing about it. But the, the way I got out of going to church, out of the, you know, the, the fucking Jehovah's Witness Hall, whatever they call it, um, was 
uh, I was in a car park with my friend, maybe 13, possibly 14, and like we'd worked out about fire, like petrol. So we worked like out. Like cavemen, they discovered the secret. Yeah, so we worked Get out. Two like, stones. <laughs> It was fucking, yeah, we were a caveman, man. I'm telling you, if we'd fucking followed through with this shit, we'd have fucking burned someone to death. When do you start fucking around with stunts and... Oh, I was just going to say, the reason why, how I got out of going to church was because we found I found out that you could, like, like put poor Patch on the floor and juggle fucking, like, chippings and shit on fire. Uh-huh. So we were going to... One of the boys, like, oh, just set me on fire with petrol. I'll die through this bus stop window. And he was fucking... I think the, guy, the boy's name was Rat. We call him Rat, yeah? Shout he, out to Rat. Shout out to Rat, yeah? Um, he was like, yeah, put some petrol on me. Like me on fire, I'd die for this bus stop window, right? And we're fucking young kids now, right? These guys, I mean, this is like, these guys influenced me then, because I, you know, yeah, as they do. Um, but I got caught siphoning petrol out of the car, thank fuck, for Rat. And um, the guy caught me, came straight to my mum's house, and said, I've just, I can't believe it, I've just seen your son, he was siphoning petrol out of a car. I grounded, for, my mum grounded me for, Two months, <clears throat> and I like six weeks in. Obviously, I was getting under his skin, stuck in the house. And I, she said to me, no, "That's just what she said to me at the beginning of the grounding." She said, "I'm gonna ground you for fucking two months, but if you come to church and fucking just come to church and stop fucking playing up, I will unground you." I was like, Get a reduced fuck. sentence. Yeah, she fucking badgered me. So, <laughs> so I just went, "Fuck this!" Ground me for two months. I'm going to be going up and down, I think, through the course oh, of this yeah. movie. So, He's uh, brought me the broken stool from his house. Yeah, you just need to get a long back, boy. Uh, so um, I guess it, we should talk... Sorry. The story kind of begins with your friendship with Pritchard. Is that safe to say? Which the story? The Dirty Sanchez story. Uh, yeah, that's pretty... Yeah, I'd say that that's where it kind of like... The, old, the whole P versus D thing kind of stemmed from. What are you up to before meeting him? Um, are you doing anything in that vein? You know, are you sort of filming anything? Are you putting yourself out there? Are you hurting yourself to entertain other people? Is any of that on your radar yet? No, fuck no. I was quiet. Well, I was, I was like, oh, I wasn't. I was a chopsy valley boy, you know, skateboarder. Fuck you. See you later. Get on my way. You know, just, you know, but I wasn't like... Anyway, so when I met Pritchard, yeah... I'm fucking I went off in the valleys then what was the question again <laughs> <laughs> well I guess you could tell me about the first time you met him do you remember well, yeah. that does it stand out as a yeah I was just a skateboarder collision of two unstoppable forces well it was a slow burner to be honest like started skating Cardiff started getting the trains to Cardiff with some of my friends that I grew up skating with in Pontypool there was like about three or four of us and we just fucking started catching the train to Cardiff and then there was this like I remember getting off the train skating out of Cardiff Central getting to this spot called the Banks and um, there was fucking 50 like odd plus skateboarders there and it was like what the fuck this is it skating these sick banks with little lips on top so you could like grind it do, do lip tricks you know hipped like diamond like 50p shaped perfect like if they were there now, dude. Like anyway, but that and like um, Pritchard was one of those dudes there at the time, so he didn't stand. I, I think I said some darker. He didn't stand out that much. He was just a kid. He just kept going back and forth doing like frontside slash grinds on this uh, on the bank with a little like lip on top, and um, that was that was it. It was a slow burner. Like you know, it was loads of other good kids there. He didn't stand out. He wasn't the best kid. None of us were the best. There was other people better than us, like Chris Fowler, Quam, you know, a bunch of those guys, Pete Salter, like all Cardiff legends. And um, it, it took a few years, you know, of just, you know, like I think maybe around, I was about 16 and it weren't until really about 18 
you know, you're getting bigger, start like hanging out a bit more, start going out in the evenings after skating. Boozing. Boozing, yeah. Pa- Drugs. Have, yeah, partying. Nah, I did like acid and mushrooms and shit when I was like 14. So, Drugs. Nah, just oh, no, acid. No, uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. No, it was, yeah. It was, so drugs were there. They were in the mix. Yeah, yeah. Mushrooms when I was about 14, sorry. Yeah. Bad mushrooms because they grow everywhere. Yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then acid a bit later. I'm sorry. Was that your sorry, tri- mum? Was that your trip? Was it was tripping? Because I think everyone maybe when they're a kid and they have that inclination to want to expand their brains is either going to go maybe down the weed route to begin mm. with, or the booze route, or God forbid, some of the harder yeah. stuff early on. But you oh, were yeah. like a psychedelic guy, were you? Well, dude, it was all we could get. Right. It was like because there's a field, it's full of the stuff. Yeah, and everybody like you know when you're a kid living where I did, like it's probably the same with with everywhere. It's like. Uh, mushrooms, take mushrooms, see shit floating in the sky, you know, hallucinate, see all this mad shit. So you just like take a load of fucking mushrooms, walk around for ages with your mates, like, you know, fucking, it's dark, you're up the fucking railway line, it's midwinter, and you're just walking around, when's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? You know, and then Bosh. you're like, whoop, and then, you know, this fucking game on. So I didn't really touch drugs for a long time after a bit of that because it just fucking fried me as they do that's, that shit's gnarly like it is. it's fucking on a young impressionable mind acid and mushrooms are fucked <laughs> well, your, brain, your brain is still forming and growing and developing isn't yeah. it and you're throwing in some crazy fucking mind warping chemicals into the yeah. mix there yeah. I don't think I was I think I was like 18 when I first tried mushrooms so I was a bit right. older I've maybe tried them four times in my life I love them I still stand by the fact that they're my favourite right well I like enhancer I, yeah I fucking love them and they had this crazy fucking bad trip and I I thought this, I, I, in no disrespect I thought I was like I had this I was at Pritchard's house party it was, was mum's place they were away for the weekend and like we took these mushrooms and they were fucking insane, right? I was watching the TV, watching the skate video. It was the Life Soldier story video. And um, it was all in slow motion at the beginning. And like, I was just like looking at it and I started fucking coming up as fuck. And I was like, this is, this can't be real. Everything's in slow motion and my brain's going. It was like some of the most fucked up skating I'd ever seen. I just didn't think it was real. So I went upstairs in Pritchard's be- uh, mum's bedroom and like just hid away from shit. And I was like, fucking, the bed was like a meadow and I was moving the sheets and shit. And I was like, I'm fucked. So I went downstairs, I went to the fucking sink. And I was like, oh, there's a two litre bottle of fucking Robinson squash. So I like, I was like, if this is real, if this isn't real, right? I, I won't I won't get wet now when I pour this bottle of fucking squash over my head. So I poured this two litre bottle of squash over my head. And as I was pouring, I was like, it's real, and I'm <laughs> fucked. And literally, I, I fucking tripped out so hard. I had to fucking get sat on and held down and fucking, you know, like, held back because I'm trying to run out in the streets in Cardiff, and it was fucking spooky. I, and I thought I was trapped inside my own body, and I thought that's what happened to, like, fucking certain types of people, you know. They like, never come back from it. They never come back, yeah. And I'm sure we've all, we've all had that trip, you know. So I stayed the fuck away from drugs until I was, like, a, a lot, a lot, fuck. Years, I tried weed a little bit, went straight into fucking that bad trip mode. Fucking couldn't touch it, paranoia. And I stayed away from everything. I just focused on skating. And then and I, you know, I'm a good, clean cut, wholesome boy now. Well, I think there's been sort of, for me, watching your show as a fan, as a kid, and kind of hanging out with you over the last couple of days and spending time. There is a, like, a drive and a dedication there, isn't there? There's this almost need to if you put your mind to something to see it through to the end oh, yeah. would you say you have that tendency 
if I'm going to do something, I'm fucking doing it. I'm not going to just fuck around. Like, otherwise I'm wasting my time. And the shit I do, I'm fucking, I'm into it. I get passionate about stuff. So, um, so yeah, like, you know, I mean, like it could be anything, you know? I don't know, but it's just, I'm into, when I'm into stuff, I'm in. And I want it to be the fucking best. Like, to be the best, it could be possibly be. So, you know, and I think that comes from skateboarding, you know, just trying and trying and just trying to get that shit perfected, get it down, get it smooth. And, you know, I think that's what skateboarding learns you. It learns you a fucking lot more than just fucking tricks. You can take that <clears throat> fucking mindset of fucking battering yourself and take it and apply it to, to anything, you know? So if I can do that with skateboarding and fucking shit myself, doing things that's out of my fucking reach and then I'll overcome that, and I can fucking get myself into video editing and it don't fucking hurt. I'm like, eh, fuck this. I'll just stay here for fucking 24 hours, seven days a week and get good at it. <laughs> Not that I am, but you know, you know what I mean? So yeah, I like, yeah, and that's it really, so. At what age do you buy or are given a video camera? When do you start filming? Oh, uh, my mum uh, hired a video camera, like the big ass one from like Radio Rentals in Cumbrian Town Centre. She hired it for the weekend. My Is it son- one of the ones you still had to plug into the wall? Because we used to oh, fuck to, around to char- with a VHS. To, char- to charge it. No, or- to use. We no, no, used to no. fuck around with my friend's one, and it was like a VHS tape camera. Right. And you'd have to have it plugged into the wall, so you you know, you know, definitely couldn't use that for skateboarding filming. Uh, no, it was just like a big-ass Michael J. Fox fucking Back in the Future video camera yeah. with like big VHS tapes, um, a couple of batteries, and, you know, that was it. My mum hired it. Um, myself, Justin Bar- and Barry went out and filmed a load of stuff where I grew up and then we came to Cumbran where we are now which is like fucking that was like a skate plaza outside that was like a proper skate plaza this thing just out here outside there yeah, you know, yeah. the legendary Cumbran like banks and stuff and we filmed the big majority of the, and anyway so that was my first thing into like filming like my mum hiring that video camera I did a stop frame animation at like about one o'clock in the morning like but like, you can see my hand in the shot I had like this my mum bought me this like skateboarder fucking dude like just span around in a circle so like stop framed animation out the shot like ollied out a shot so like in one weekend I'd filmed a lot of shit and did a, my first animation from the first time my mum gave me like hired that video camera so yeah I was fucking hooked then but uh, a video camera back then to own one was just like me and no chance dude uh, my mum my parents didn't have like fucking money to do that shit some people did would not me so uh, that shit was not accessible to me for like I like until I was 27 until I was about 27 I didn't have another video camera so so yeah so there's a, there's many many years that I guess we never saw where you're around skateboarders Pritchard probably particularly well no because a, a, a friend uh, Matthew Dyer Danny we call him a BMXer from Cardiff he was the guy with video cameras so he was the dude right yeah and he would like he, he's like fucking instrumental like to so much shit in South Wales for skateboarding um, is he filmed all the legendary like um, half and half skate videos so it'd be half BMX half skateboarding and back then skaters and BMXs got on because it wasn't fucking many of us so we were just like we're all fucking friends hanging out skating riding and he filmed so much fucking stuff and he catalogued fucking years of it so at the ga- at the point where you know I didn't even need a video camera because I was being filmed I was skating and it was being documented through through, through him so there's not a, like there's no like ten year gap in like footage of us. There's still footage, so which is fucking like, you know, all the 
fucking props in the world to my friend Denny for, for, for doing that, you know? So, but yeah, I didn't touch a can. I didn't, even, didn't own a can fucking until years after. I need to stop swearing, don't I? <laughs> you're all good. You're all good. <laughs> if you're over 18, which you are, then it's fine. So I want to get into Pritchard versus Dayton. When does that friendship, double act, rivalry, dynamic, when does all of that begin to kind of form and then when does it really cement like because you must have reached the point where you became conscious that you were onto something well, pretty special well no it was we used to travel to loads of skate events around the country so we'd go to like uh, St Albans is one legendary skate camp we'd, we'd go to um, and then they shifted it didn't shift but there was then these other comps another skate park in Radlands in Northampton yeah. open called Radlands and like a strong crew of Welsh people from like over South Wales would, would go to it you know so we'd go there you'd skate all day and then you'd get a travel lodge at night and tear the fucking place to pieces and then that and then you know then he's doing this I'm doing that and then you kind of see like we're coming out as our personalities are like kind of starting to emerge that we're just fucking loose pair of loose bastards and it kind of it kind of came from there but it didn't actually go ping until we went to went on a snowboard trip in uh Lace Arcs in the French Alps and our friend huge group of you yeah like 20 odd of us you know <laughs> all so you, lads as well yeah, yeah all, all fucking dudes you know like <laughs> all dudes in a, you, you've been snowboarding all day we had a video camera off our friend Danny again he just lent, lent us his video camera to take away because he's like I know what you guys will get up to you'll make some you'll snowboard some footage yeah came and w- there was like uh, there was a and this is no shit there was a video called Whiskey a, sno- a legendary snowboard video right and this guy called Sean Kearns and his friend and like Boozy the Clown smashing bottles over their heads we was like we're snowboarding we want to do that so we tried to smash bottles over our heads on that on that one night you know, it went from like puking in buckets to like you know that alien hand trick with a knife. We went to that, and then it went to smashing bottles. But like these are like little stubby bottles, right? And we were just trying for f- I, I, this footage of it, and it, it goes on for about an hour. You know, Pritchard fucking eventually smashes his bottle. It just goes boom all over the fucking place. Everyone's like, yeah. Well, not everyone, because a lot of people had gone to bed scared by that time. And um, I just jumped up. I'm like, fucking. Boom! And I just went back, reclined into the seat, and almost fucking just knocked myself out. But that whole fucking night g- g- did g- it gave birth to P versus D, and which led on to Dirty Sanchez. That night, you asked Pritch, man. It was fucking man. That night was fucked. So good. But yeah, that's what kind of like we came back with the footage. We was like, fuck, we got to make a skate video. We'll put all this kind of footage in it together, and. um we we'll make a video for skate for the for the skate you know, for the UK skate scene. You mentioned the tape to me earlier, which is in that cabinet just off shot there. Four eleven. Oh, four four one one. Four one one. So, because obviously you must get asked the question all the time, and I guess we should sort of settle it here publicly. Um, <laughs> I know the, where this the, is the going. comparisons to Jackass, to CKY. What came first? Were you riffing off what they were doing? Were you getting inspired by them? That tape we just f- figured out was ninety three. Right, and maybe you can tell the the story about the scene at the end of that tape, which kind of oh, right. talk- shows what was going on. Yeah, you're talking the chicken and the egg, like the you- chicken. I'm talking the egg and the egg. The egg, and the <laughs> egg. I'm talking eggs. Um, yeah. So everyone like, oh, you know, did you watch? Did you watch Jackass and then just copy it? Well, they were skating, doing their shit. We were skating, doing our shit. Other skaters were doing 
we're fucking pro, but you know, skateboarders like, I don't know, like, everywhere of us, but naturally, we're fucking mischievous fuckers, so you get up your shit. So there was no copying on any part, we're just, that's who we, that's who we were. But when people kept asking me, I'm like, oh, like, listen, you know, before, way before fucking MTV, way before that, 1993, there was a US skate video and called 411 Video Magazine, and in issue number one on this US video magazine, right, there's, um, at the very end of the video, there's a f shot of Pritchard. It goes to black, the whole video goes to black, and it's the end. All of a sudden, Pritchard pops up with a skate comp in St. Albans, and he just, he's coming fucking through the street course, there's a, there's a, a, like a box, hits the box flat out, makes no attempt to get out of the way and just fucking catapults himself like like 15 foot, like flying flat through the air. That was before, I think, it was before the Big Brother videos, you know, Jeff Tremaine and, and um, Carney, Dave Carney and all those dudes with Steve-O and, and Knoxville was in. And I fucking, t it was way before CKY, way before fucking MTV. So like, but they were still doing it anyway, but we've got US footage from a US like video video company of us out there on a video kind of being decks back then so so there we are there we are I had Tom Green on this podcast recently and he actually said the inspiration for his show was a mixture of like the kind of irreverent talk show Jay Leno and whatever yeah. but mainly it was skateboard videos and he said that he'd watch skate videos and he'd see people just as you say fucking around right. being dicks Really? And out there just, you know, yeah, DIY. Skates. Yeah, because Tom Beacon yeah. can actually fucking skate. And yeah, even yeah. on tour with Tony York. Yeah. I'm going to move my seat. You good? Refrain. I'm not making you nervous by standing, am I? I was just getting sick of going no, I'm, I'm, up and down like I'm, that. I'm down there. I'm back up in here. <laughs> All right. So where, when do Pancho and Joycey enter the mix? And tell me, I guess let's go to Joycey first. Well, Pancho entered the mix way earlier than Joycey. Okay. So Pancho, Pancho yeah, Pancho's from Britain Ferry, just like outside Port Talbot. Um, Pancho was on the scene fucking a, lot, a long time ago and um, as so a skater, skater. As, a, as, a skate, as a skateboarder yeah so he was like you know when we I talked about these comps and stuff and Pancho was one of those guys going to these comps and stuff but Pancho wasn't like the guy that he, you know he, he hadn't been born as Pancho yet you know like oh you know the kind was of he always called Pancho Is that yeah, what, yeah 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 he was fucking sound brilliant like one of the boys no, I mean, was he always referred to? Was he never Mike? Yeah, yeah, was he yeah, yeah. Pancho? So Pancho, Pancho Mola is a pro skateboarder from America who's a, a dwarf. I think he's a dwarf. <laughs> um, that's not too... I, I'm fuck PC shit. Like, he's a dwarf. Um, because Pancho was fucking, like, a little... Like, a little lumpa, you know, a little tiny guy. Dwarf-esque. Yeah, a little lumpa-lumpa. <laughs> um, someone, one of those guys down his way, just called him Pancho and he's stuck. And, the, and there he is. Mike Locke. A.K.A. Pancho, so that's how his name came out. But he was one of those guys, and he, but and he was a fucking good skater, and so he was part of that mix. But again, none of this shit had been born into what it was going to be. It was just we were just skateboarding, skateboarding, go out after it, fucking party, do your thing. Was he always sharp? Did he always have those kind of funny one-liners, or was that part of the character? Well, he was always play? a fucking, always a really fucking great character. Yeah, you know, he was always one of those guys you'd want around. So, but we we hadn't hit the fucking turbo button yet. So it was it never went to that level at that point in time. It went levels, but nothing like it did. So was he on the snowboard trip? No, he no. wasn't. No, no. Um, but yeah, but and how we met Joycey, because Joycey was, I think Joycey may have even been a sponsored skateboarder, but he had articles in a magazine and photos in the mag in Sidewalk Mag, and um, he had like a working class hero like. 
I think his working class hero was that he he was a so he showed skateboard footage of him and then that he was a stand up comedian. You know, I think maybe he did a bit of that. I'm not sure, but um, so I did. I like not really heard of him much, but it wasn't until like a skate comp in London called G97, the original like unbelievable fucking like Radland skate comps. They took it to Wembley once for one fucking year only. Go all the US pros from all over the world, all the European guys put it there and there was this jag on the street course it's like legendary and um, all the US pros are down there and we're just watching like fucking Penny Muska you know fucking you name it they're all there skateboarding and they start fucking smashing his car up at the end they're breaking the windows through spraying like fucking fire extinguishers and Joycey comes on well I didn't know it was Joycey this guy this gimp came on in black bags and like ran across to Ed Templeton who's like fucking the dude gripped his balls and tickled his plums you know and he was like what the fuck and I was like who the fuck is that guy and I was with I think it was Horsley from Sidewalk Mag was the uh, senior photographer and an editor of Sidewalk oh maybe anyway whatever I don't think he's editor just senior photographer he he was like oh it's Dan Joyce I was like fuck we're making a video we're making a video we got an idea for a video called Pritchard versus Dayton and I fucking want a minute you know I'm pretty sure wanted a minute so and yeah, that's how, like, um, I got... We, uh, I was told he lived in Plymouth. Might have been still in Leeds, but he's from Plymouth. And um, we gave him a call, got his number, gave him a call, so we wanted to catch up. We had a video we was making. And, um... Fucking hell. Go on. And he literally... No, no, literally, literally, it just... We just went down and met him once at this Plymouth skate camp at Prime Skate Park. And um, he was there, and he was a bit... I thought, I ain't a guy. I imagined. I saw the gimp and stuff, and I thought, I want to see the gimp. I want to see that guy, and he's a bit, a little bit, a little bit fucking cool. Uh, I know, but anyway, I didn't think too much of it, and we did that Plymouth comp, had a fucking laugh, had a good skate, yada yada, and then went home, and then said, "Come to Wales, we want, we're making this video." So, my first introduction to Joycey, um, we're in Pritchard's, like, flat, like an off, like a house, like a small like student house, uh, in Cardiff. I think he's in Rough, and. Um, Small. You imagine a student flat is fucking like you know, it's small. It's like it smells of damp and shit. And not, not. It wasn't him. Yeah, but you know, fucking Pritch. You, you, <laughs> you, you sure didn't start a damp. very clean living space. Uh, he literally, Pritch was like, right, let's film something before we go out on the town. Oh, what do you want me to do? Pritch goes, uh, oh, what do you want me to do? Like in Joyce's voice, and he just literally, Pritch's like, I'll oh, put this candle up your ass, or something like that. I'm sure there was other ways it got in there, like three guys in a house asking another guy to put a candle up his ass. Seems pretty fucking random, right? <laughs> anyway, Joyce is like, oh, I'll do anything, me. Bends over, shoves his candle up his ass, but Pritchard put um, deep heat on it. So uh, I'm watching, I'm filming, and I'm watching, and I'm like, what the fuck? This candle just goes, whoop, because it's lubed up, <laughs> right? And within, like, I don't know, fucking six seconds, Joyce started screaming. The candle shot out of his ass and a load of shit did with it and just went whap on the floor. And um, I was like, this guy's a fucking maniac, so... He's got to join the crew. He's in, yeah. I love it. So that was our first introduction to Joycey. So it, it kind of... It, it wasn't like we were skaters. We had this, like, master plan of, like, we're going to make this, like, skate video. Is We're going to, like, get this guy and that guy. It wasn't a business plan, you know? It, this wasn't a fucking business. This was a laugh. And it just evolved into the way it did. You know, Pancho wasn't even like that guy at that time either, like, you know, until Pritchard vs. Dayton video came out. So it was a slow burner and it just, you know, it just got fucking heavier and heavier, funnier, darker, more twisted, 
hilariously fucking funny. And we were just having the, just going to all the skate comps, hooking up, filming. And and another really good friend of mine who made the video with me. I made the video with him. Uh, Daiki, Matthew Ryan, he um, he came along and he filmed all the skating and we just pushed it together and just came up with this fucking monster that took fucking grew wings and fucking took off. Which well, is it's P- probably P- the P-V-C. most talked about UK skate video maybe ever, right? In terms of like legendary status. Because this is pre-internet. Yeah, so it talked about for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, share it. And yeah. So it's word of mouth, isn't it? And people are sort of talking about it. And it's like a groundswell that gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Exactly. Because like, we put it... Like, obviously, this is pre-internet. Like, no internet, right? So It's uh, off. Yeah, it's not th- on yet. There is no internet, right? None of this. None of this shit. So we were... <laughs> like, we made a trailer for the, for the, full, for the full movie, the full skate video... Uh, Simon Simon Kotovich made it. He made like the legendary Death Squad the movie, which I fucking loved. And I just went up to him and said, "You got to make this video for us. You got to cut this video. You're a fucking genius." So he he cut this video, and as he's cut, he made a little trailer. And then we took it to Bordax, which is now Freeze in London. Played it there, and people were like, "What the fuck?" And it was like media types coming over, and we was like, "Send it to F- send it to FHM on VHS, right?" And then we sent it like I got a load like 50, 60 skate stores in the country. And we was like, right. It went through, it landed, and when they got it, we sent a fax through. And it just said, beat the ban. Pritchard versus Dane, all your copies now, before it gets banned. And um, they saw the trailer, the teaser, and they're like, fuck, this is going to get banned really quick. What's in the teaser? Uh, oh, well, there's like, there's basically the skateboarding and the shit we got up to. And there's a shot of Joycey taking a shit in his hand outside Rove Park Lake and smacking it in his face, right? It's, I think, I'm pretty sure that's in it, but it was, anyway, I'm not sure that was in the full movie, but then it was a couple of things, you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck moments? Back then, that was fucked. So, um... It's still pretty fucked now, that's what's great about it. We yeah, I know. It I, we watched yeah, it last yeah, night. I, I, know, like, I know, I know, I know. But when you're in it and you're doing it, you just think, you just get immune to that shit. Yeah, like, of course. I, well, I did plenty of shit like that myself. Yeah, so all the, <laughs> yeah. So all the stores then... Like all the skate stores were like bang, like twenty copies here, twenty copies there. And we're like we pre-sold like over two thousand copies of a skate video without wow. any advertising, like any real advertising before the fucking thing came out, you know. But an FHM had saw it. They did a two-page fucking spread off a three-minute fucking trailer, and it just blew up from there. That's PR you can't buy, right? Yeah, I mean pre-internet. Yeah. The old, the and that, old- at that point, that magazine was so dominant, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, huge. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was selling fucking numbers, dude. That was the magazine, like, you know, it was a, la- it was a lad's mag. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it jumped to the mass media. Like, you look at a lad's mag now, you'll see fucking skaters in it left, right and centre doing interviews. You'll see, you know, it's just commonplace. But then, fuck, no way, you know? So we were in that mag and that got us out there to the point where someone at Channel 4 saw it. So, is this boring? Do you want no, to- I'm just... Oh, no, no, I, no, I mean, like, because I've, said, I've, I've actually told the story to a bunch of people so many times, I've just... Let's see, is anyone saying shut up? No, we're all good. We're all good. So you get picked up basically off the back of that tape. That's how the MTV show comes about. Well... Is this legendary tape somehow finds itself... Yeah, Channel fucking 4 saw it. They did a show at the time called Passengers. Passengers um, came up. This one guy came up and filmed us for like a weekend. We got up to our antics, skateboarding and fucking around. Having a good time, might I add. Very good time. 
and that came out and sh- and passengers do- little short mini docks on like people from that like, could have been like a uh, a fucking gang in Japan or it could have been like a, a bunch of fucking boy races in fucking from the Ukraine but it was like a bunch of skateboarders from Wales that skated and did some fucking weird shit you know they put that out someone at MTV saw that and the fucking phone rang and you know the rest is history whose phone rang was it your home fucking, phone no no no, no. This, is, this, is, this, is, this is the thing right uh, me and Pritch worked together at uh at a company called Double Override, right? And they distributed Globe Shoes at the time. So Pritch was like the tea manager. And the tea manager? Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Well, yeah, Pritch, <laughs> Pritch knows his shit, dude. He's a fucking amazing skater. Oh, so I thought you said tea manager, like he's in charge of making tea. Oh, oh tea uh, manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like yeah, a good fuck. job. Yeah, you know, yeah, no one had a cup of <laughs> he tea. He was the team manager. Yeah, imagine having a cup of... No one drank tea in that place from somebody else when we worked together. So, yeah, he got the... He got good the, point. Yeah, he got the call. And then... I might have been out on the road because I was like selling globe shoes at the time to all the skate stores. What I was doing, I was pimping the DVD, the, the skate video, and selling shoes. It was, it was anyway, yeah. It was a match made in heaven at the time. Um, so Prish is like, "Date, you're not gonna believe us. I got a phone call off MTV today." I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" Like, you know, what the fuck are you on about? He's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, no, no I got, I put the phone down." Fucking winding me up again. He told me like a week earlier that Liam from fucking the Prodigy had seen our video and was like freaking out and wanted to meet us and he thought it was the best fucking funniest video ever and shit like so it was that going on anyway so when he told me MTV'd run I was like yeah fuck you no chance phone rings again because I put it down on him he's like date I'm fucking serious the MTV have seen the fucking if they've seen they've seen the, uh, the the thing on passengers and they've seen the, they've seen something else and they want to meet him with us so we, we went to MTV in London I, it, me, Pritch and Joyce there's just three of us and they'd only seen like the three minute trailer Went to London, went to MTV. I was like, well, oh, we had my video camera. I was like, signed into MTV. I was like, oh, fuck me, I'm inside MTV. I was like, fucking like a little kid, like, you know. I said, I don't give a fuck. Even, even if we've just had a meeting off the back of like that skate video, it's still fucking hilarious. And, you made um, it this far. You made it this far. Yeah. And, and literally, we had the meeting and they said, oh yeah, we're looking to do a show called Shock Idol. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? I was See like, yeah, dude, it was like, <laughs> I was like shock eyed I was like what the fuck I, honestly it was just like that is fucking shit alright oh the fuck you know like anyway I was like well what do you want to do in it they went oh well, we want you to go around we want you to go around the country and find the UK's most fucked up people and we're like there's no need they're right here <laughs> we're just like, we, here we are yeah. so we're fucking in the house let's go <laughs> and they're like oh yeah 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 whatever so we gave I keep looking off my shoulder because I'm in my skate store and I got a big ass window outside um, so we gave them the, the actual full length film yeah give them the daddy and um, they were just like yeah yeah cool we fucked off on the train I left the building Pritch stripped off Pritch and Joyce stripped off naked and just ran around MTV shaking their dicks around right and I'm outside on the curb waiting for to come out they came out jumped on a train back to Wales alright cool we've got to MTV they got a shit idea for the show you know fuck Shark Idol we want to do our own thing like there's nothing there's a million miles away from that you know presenting a show finding fucked up people didn't think nothing of it next day ring ring come back to London we've seen the video you've just sent we want to do a show with you but who's the little guy Pancho <laughs> bring him with you he's got to be part of the yeah package. yeah 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 and we went back to London and MTV were like fucking think of it I remember it. I was sat in the office with one of the bosses and another guy yada yada and Becky Stanley fourth 
Sumi Connick, who's like, these people are big time in the TV industry now. They're big time fucking t- ITV and shit like up. So Becky directed season Becky, one. Yeah, Becky right. directed season one. Maybe she wasn't at a meeting. Off, she, anyway, she's a, she was a producer director, Becky Stanley Fourth. Um, she, we had the meeting and they were like, right, we want to do a show with you. We want to make a pilot, but do not speak to anyone else. Don't speak to Channel Four. Don't if there anybody asks you about. What are you doing? And do they want to meet? And you just tell them fucking no. And we're like, oh, yes, it's fucking own. Like you know. So yeah, we went back to Wales, and they worked out a shooting schedule for a pilot. And yeah, it was a lot of shit in between, but it, it fucking happened. So let's get to the uh, the juicy bits. You're thrown into a house together, right? The four of you, with a load of cash <sighs> for six months. Yeah. And that's like, you know, when a band gets signed and they're given the big advance, it's like, this is fucking all hell breaks loose. Yeah. This is, we've achieved our dream. Well, it was a pilot to start with, so it wasn't actually a TV show. We had to make shit happen. We had to push it to make sure that we definitely got the TV show. Because we were like, fuck, we're skateboarders. You know, like, this is a chance to fucking do a lot of good shit, make some money, fucking, and literally be on MTV, you know? Are they not interested in the skateboarding element as part of that show? Uh, They're like, that's fine, but we just want the stupid stuff. No, no, they didn't even mention the skateboarding, they didn't mention anything, they just said, we want to follow you, like doco style, flying a wall shit. So they they rented this house in Cardiff, um, near Rove Park Lake, I forget the name of the, you know, it's a student house now, and a fucking definite fucking Sanchez ghost in our house. And, um, Basically, they um, we started shooting this pilot, and when we shoot the pilot, can you remember the magazine called The Face? Yeah, yeah. The Face was like the fucking, like the biggest, like coolest fuck. It's like Vice back then, you know. And um, so they came and they had the photographer and they were shooting stuff. So it would coincide like this article if it went if the pilot went ahead and we started making a TV or whatever it was, pre promo and stuff. Again, that's a masterstroke. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so they were like, do you want to do something? Joyce said, like, oh, what do you want me to do? He's like, well, they said anything. So he said, oh, I'll shit in my hand and, and chuck it in my face, right? <laughs> so we're in this fucking house in the row of houses now, right? And Joyce, we've got the ethnic, got the, the, the photographer from, the, photographer from uh, the face and the journalist. We're in this back garden, MTV's filming. Joyce, shits in his hand and he says, got it like this? And he was like, and he just threw it over his shoulder. It went over his shoulder, over the wall, and all over next door's fucking washing line. Right? Yeah. The police got called. We're filming <laughs> with cameras. Yeah. They, they've been hearing some weird noises coming from. <laughs> so they've been hearing some weird noises coming from the fucking house. And um, so we had we were under twenty four hour surveillance by the police for fucking I don't know a month, for a month, and we couldn't fucking. Fucking like it was fucked up. So, so what are you doing in that time? Can you film anything? Can so, well, yeah, when you're in that house, you couldn't do shit. We had to go away and film stuff. And it's an incident that happened in between the pilot, you know, like one of the one of the boys did something and it was bad, but it was like super harmless. Like, you know, it was super harmless. Can we say what that thing is? No, nah. <laughs> no, we <laughs> can't. Right. No, I literally, yeah, but we that happened and one of us got a fine off MTV doc like you know money the, the, our pilot money and shit and they put they shelved the show like they shelved the film in the pilot for like another pilot they fit they shelved film in the actual first season mm-hmm. for about six months and we thought we'd fucked it 
it was done, but they let shit cool down, and then we went back, and um, uh, yeah, and like it just we made the first season, and, and we did what we did, and it came out, and it just fucking you know, it, people liked it, blew up, it, people loved it. Let's talk about some of the stunts in the first season, some of the real just shocking super memorable for all the right or wrong reasons depending on which side of the fence you are i mean the pube pizza for one and dan is a character in that mix there's obviously the kind of the the rivalry and that pain element between you and pritchard and wanting to push each other on and kind of wind each other up pancho is his own like just genius little comic creation and then joycey brings that real perverted disturbing kind of well, yeah, Joycey brought the fucking money, didn't he? Yeah. You know, Joycey brought that shit to none of us. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wanted to go anywhere fucking near. <laughs> you know, like, he did some... St- and he was fucking, fucking funny with it. Like, you know, all the kind of one-liners he came out with, all natural shit, and he was a very real person. Um, and, yeah, it, it was fucking disturbing stuff, but fucking brilliant. Like, you know, literally screaming, crying, laughing, like... St- Fucked on the floor in tears, and then thinking about it a day later and crying again about the stuff he'd done. It was just that fucking out there, like completely out there. It's fucked. So, which ones kind of stand out to you from the early filming sessions where you're like, "This dude's out there, man. This is brilliant." Yeah, well, there's some footage that, like, when we were filming, we were like in Swansea the one night. We'd been out. I wasn't there that weekend, but Pritch and Pritch and Joycey. Um, Steve Bevan, who's was his parents' house, and Horsley from Sidewalk Mag, Andrew, and, Andrew Horsley. Joycey's in this fucking house. Pritchard's flat out asleep on his face down with his, like, red hoodie on. And they get a camera, and Joycey just goes... Looks at the camera. Dayton, this, this is what you should be doing to Pritchard. Turns around, bends over, squats down, pulls his pants down and just fucking shit <laughs> all over his back. And I'm not talking like a fucking little special dog soldier, a little hard <laughs> shit. I'm talking a fucking flat out fucking mud pat of shit. Like a cow, <laughs> a cow pat of shit. Like just went <laughs> like that. So All over his back. All over his back. And when, when he'd like, <laughs> like that, it, it like squirted all dots of shit in his, in his hair. He had like the Freddie Boswell look that dude. He had like all that fucking hair going on. And Pritchard's still asleep. But obviously, this isn't someone's fucking house. Pritchard's fucking... parents are in. Upstairs. Amazing. And they're like, fuck me, it smells disgusting. So they, <laughs> they try taking Pritchard's top off while he's asleep. He wakes up when, they, when the top is just on his fingertips, grabs it, and then there's a scene. And it's like, this has never been seen. I got the footage at home. Maybe see the light one day. Um, and he's just wrestling with his top, not confused. You know, I have my top. I know what you're doing. He's like, Pritch, Pritch, give it, give it Give it, it up, man. Give a fucking ear. There's your shit on your top. But they're whispering because his parents have stupid The whole room stinks of shit, right? And um, they get it off him and chuck it in the garden. And yeah, I, I, yeah, they chuck the top in the garden. And then Bevan's mum went out the next day because they lived in a really nice house, bit of land and shit. And um, where they just pissed up and just threw the, the, the jumper in like a bit of a bush and shit, Bevan's mum found it. And she was like, oh, Steve. She said, I found one of the boys, I found someone's hoodie in the garden with a dog shit on it. And it was like, wow, fuck me. That was the fucking, for seriously, like that. So that was like the level of where it was going, like anything could happen. Like there was no fucking, there was no, no, no rules, no, there was nothing off bounds, nothing off limits, you know. So you had, like, because me and Pritch had that chemistry, like fucking, you know. 
we had that chemistry and then you just we had a Joycey and it was just fucked it was so fucked it was it was fucked like that chemistry and how that happened you know it's special and it is it's like when you get the right musicians together just there is a certain unexplainable element yeah. call it magic call it chemistry call it what you want yeah, yeah. it's that mix of ingredients that just makes something so right mm. yeah indeed it was and Pancho, I mean, some of your favourite early memories of... Well, Pan- <laughs> or any. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? So Pancho wasn't kind of... Pancho was that dude, yeah? But he wasn't, like, known to anyone as the, as 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 he, as he was when after MTV came out. But we made the Pritchard vs. Dayton video. And I, when we was going for the footage, like, you log the footage, the skate footage, and you, you, like, you put in, like, in the... This bin, skate footage, Ali Khan. This bin, Andy Scott. This bin, Ben Laden. Um, you know, there's been Dan Cates, all the pros that we had having proper skate fucking parts, legit on the level skate parts in the video. Then we had never been, Joycey, Pritch. And then it was like sifting through footage of Pancho and it's like, yeah, Pancho, fucking nolly big heel up the fucking Wembley gap. Oh, falling asleep. Oh, um, thick fags up his nose, on fire. Oh, getting pissed on by Pritchard. Oh, punching Pritchard out, you know. And then he had this, we had this like section of footage and, and I found this Dean Martin track, that's Amore, and, <laughs> and and like and just put it underneath the footage, and, it, and there it was. So it wasn't until the premiere, Pancho didn't even know he had a section in the video, and I'm fucking telling you, I had the biggest applause. Like, so you knew then and there. Oh man, it was like someone said, like a star was born, like you know, like some outsider that come to that premiere because we were on the on the people's radars, you know. That premiere was a legendary night by all accounts, yeah, it was, right? Yeah, it was in Newport. Um, at a cinema. At a, at a cinema, fucking, you know, we sold out, like, they sold, like, a 400-seater cinema out, you know, on a skate video, on a fucking UK skate video, you know. And we all, we, we all got limos. We had a limo there and shit. It was like, we were fucking rock stars, you know. Joycey got up and introduced it on stage. And, yeah, it was it was a fucking night, you know. It was that was this like you know we knew we knew and that's before MTV knocked the door but we knew and but Pancho was born that was when we were like this is the four there's four of us here and we could fucking there's a chance everyone else finds it fucking funny everyone you know show your parents they're laughing you know my dad was like oh the shit stuff why anyway <laughs> you know, why I was like no trust, trust me it's a fucking good thing and you know it just fucking that's just, just the four of us there and we just knew that something would come of it. And it did nothing, didn't you really anything at all much apart from getting a distribution company for the Pritchard versus Dayton film, which you still owe me my fucking royalties. And uh, yeah, um, anyway, fuckers. Um, uh, it wasn't until like early that summer, we just got back from a skate trip in Barcelona. And, you know, until then, then it wasn't until then that it just went boom to MTV. So you can see like there's like that, that path of skating and fucking getting old and partying and it generally was exactly as it as it was. You couldn't have got a, like a more natural forming kind of fucking chemistry ever. But you had obviously we saw Joyce and went, "You're coming with us." Yeah, you know. Me and my mates used to film a lot of stuff as well, and we had this phrase that the best stuff often doesn't get filmed. Yeah. Do you have any memories from stuff you were sort of trying to shoot for season one or perhaps the camera wasn't there on that occasion? Like out of this world, funny, hilarious, crazy, stupid stuff that didn't make that season for whatever reason. Either it wasn't recorded or oh, do you it know wasn't what? allowed to be included. Yeah, this, 
you know, you see like rushes, you see like the rush on MTV, you see like the little tiny bits, but there was like, you know, the before and after, like this, that shit, you know, it might be a senior, fucking, not a scene, like, but a scenario in, like, whatever. And that's like going on for 20 minutes. It's like one episode there, just from one thing, you know? So there's a couple of times someone empty, one of the camera guys didn't turn the camera on and shit. It was like, fuck, you know? But that's like skateboarding. Someone does something sick and you fucking hit record and it was like use it in pause instead. Yeah. And that happens. Like, but no, nah, I think. You got the good shit. We got the, yeah, we got cut. the good shit. There's obviously, I've got fucking tons of footage that has never seen a light of day because I, I, filmed, I filmed like most of the fucking around. And, yeah. you know, a, a bunch of skating. But, um, you know. But yeah, most of it got, got dealt with by MTV. Let's talk about the naked nettle. Just, I mean, that for me, I imagine was one of the most painful things ever. Yeah, it was pretty funny and rough and trippy. Because there's different elements and like types of pain, isn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's like, and where where does that rank in this sort of rainbow of? Well, it's like, it's like, you know, getting slapped across the face hurts, but it's gone in 10 seconds. Yeah. Well, you know, 20 seconds, you're like, fades out. All right, it's done. You know, you burn yourself with a fucking iron. Oh, fuck my shit. That's there for fucking months. You know, ages, your skin healing, like fucking, like fucking, like the burn fucking round. Um, and then like stinging nettles. Oh, punch in the face, that hurts. You get a black eye. You know, that hurts. They, they, all different types of pain. Yeah, electroshock, boom, out your skin, fuck. And I'm thinking about heart attack, fucking, you know, this fright. You see a spider, like, whatever, something stupid, like, you know, whatever, one of your phobias. But stinging nettles is that kind of like, yeah, we just jumped in there, fucked around, like, rolling around in these stinging nettles outside um, my friend's house. And, um, in jock straps, and then you start eating them, but you're fucked up, like, you're hurting, you know, you're just. But I think the fact that when you get stung that much, I can't explain it. Like, you're stung everywhere. Like, fucking to neck to toe, all right? And your body starts, like, like, fucking, like, like, I can't explain like, It's everything. You can feel every single fucking, like, sense in your body all through your skin, like, waves. And to the point, I was like, this is fucked. And they're like, get in a bath. Took me to the bath. MTV had a big, we filled the bath full of vinegar. And jumped in and like I'm cut. We're all full of cuts and fucking brute like cuts all the time. Yeah, jumped in the bath. Ah, fucking out of the bath, back out the bath, screaming because like the. Vin- I remember being out. Fuck, that was in the afternoon. I was. Well, in that's the- it. You're doing all this stuff in the day, and then I imagine you're going out every night and raising. Yeah, hell. yeah, yeah. I went out in the night, and they're like, "What the <laughs> fuck's up with you?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, I'm just fucked. I've just fucking rolled around in stinging nettles for fucking ten minutes at the bunch, you know." Um, and yeah, so that that one, it, that kind of pain stays with you, you know. But that was trippy. I mean, fucking, you know, we've all fallen stinging nettles. Yeah, you know? but and we ain't rolling the, around. Yeah, but naked come on, fuck. It. <laughs> yeah, it's an irritation more than anything, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. like you, you're rubbing it. It's not like oh, this is the worst thing ever. It's not like one of those fucking ants that bite you in in, in Africa and fucking floor you. You know, st- but when you get stung that much all over your whole body, it's fucking weird. I definitely, you know, don't condone it, but. Anyway, worth a try, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, naked paintballing. Yeah, naked savage. Yeah, well, paintballing is savage with your clothes on. Yeah, it is. I've yeah. never been for that reason. Yeah, I mean I'm that. Pussy. Yeah, no, I do. You know, we're all pussies. We're just stupid fuckers. <laughs> yeah, stuck yeah. With it. Like none of us, like you know, none of us. None, like that's the thing with Sanchez. None of us are like, oh, you know, hard men. None of us are like, yeah, fucking 
I'm a beast, man. I'll fuck you up, you know. Oh, I'll get punched in the face. Yeah, I didn't hurt. It's like, yeah, I fucking did. You just, you know, you can deal with it. We just be like, we, we're fucking whinging pussies. Not, you know, eh, fuck. Yeah, therein like, lies the humour, though. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's the reaction yeah, to yeah, the Yeah, 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 exactly. Because none of us none of us give a fuck. Like, something hurts, it's going to come out. We're not, like, trying to have this, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, macho image. Like, yeah, fuck you, buddy. You know, just baseball bat on my fucking head. It didn't hurt. So... So yeah, my point yeah, my point being like yeah, it just the pain side of things and we're not giving a fuck about like letting people know how much is like actually hurting and you know. So that's kind of that pain element. I don't know, where are we going with this question? Well let's take it in this direction. Jackass seemed to do a lot of like pranking the public. That never really seemed to be in the Sanchez remit. Was that area of sort of comedy not really interesting to you guys was it more about pushing each other yeah. being fucked up being shocking but just in the confines of the group of the four of you yeah well because it never really gets taken outside of that does it in any of apart from when you bring in say the Tokyo Shock Boys or something later yeah. on but even that is still like yeah but dude like, everyone's in on the joke together and you're all just pushing each other yeah well we didn't really mess around with the public because we don't know them it's like I, I'm not going to go up to someone in the public and just jump well, I did a little bit in season. I jumped out of a box with a megaphone. Yeah, yeah. You know, but nothing. Th- but nothing, nothing like what we would do to each other because they wouldn't find it funny. It'd probably fucking be quite painful or like humiliating. And they're not part of, I don't know, they might get really upset and you know, whatever. So you don't want to, I got you like yourself now, right? You, sl- you stay at my house tonight. You stayed at my house last night. You, you woke up with your eyebrows. You, your nose wasn't... <laughs> Your fucking, your nose wasn't super glued together. You know, you could, you got. A, I did smash a bottle on your kitchen. Yeah, you did. Floor. Yeah, you smashed a fucking bottle. Within walk, about two minutes of going walk, inside. Walked from my fucking front door, smashed a bottle on the floor. But, <laughs> so yeah, I wouldn't fuck you. But when you know we're in our circle of friends, that it, it, you know, it we gets, made that agreement. Exactly. Exactly. Then it's fair game. Anything goes. Well, it's, you know, it's just that's the way it is. So you fuck with each other in that circle, and that's why we stayed away from the public, because ultimately it's funny between us not maybe funny between somebody else I, you know and I think like there's certain f- things that are funny with the public but again it was just us it was all about us and it was this wasn't something we were trying to spread to the public it was fucking us so we just wanted to fucking fuck around with each other you know the, the, again this wasn't like some sort of like stage. well it didn't seem staged yeah. yeah yeah it wasn't some sort of like staged fucking boy band where we all had roles to lead and play it was just us. So we kept it to ourselves. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Season one of Sanchez is a raging success. And I imagine your lives changed quite a lot throughout the periods of the airing of that season. Yeah. Put us in the picture. Uh, well, no, it, it, it didn't change a lot. My life didn't change a lot. It was just fame. Like, people... It's just. But surely the introduction of that around your surroundings does change your perception, your headspace, the way people behave towards you. Oh, yeah. It was and then, therefore, yeah, it your was... life to some extent. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Like, it was fucking, like... Mm. Like you gotta remember, we're skateboarders. I'm gonna move this chair a bit closer. No worries. We're all we're skate- just resetting still. We're good. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that. That was my fault. Why the stream went down. <laughs> so you've got to imagine, like we're skateboarders, and you know, you, like, they don't want to let you in the nightclubs and shit because you just look like you know, you just got the skate. You look like a skateboarder. So you're not going to come in this club, you know, you're getting kicked out of stuff, blah, blah, blah. You're dicking around, which we did quite a lot. You'd be in TJ. Certain clubs wouldn't let you in, like TJ's and Metro's, legendary Welsh rock venues. Open arms, going in, fucking burn the place down. They loved it. But so we went from like, kind of like being like outside of that circles, like you can't come in this club, can't come in here, to fucking people like the people in the clubs that own them and stuff, just dragging us in, VIP areas, booze, fucking... People, I mean, I, I remember just like literally kind of being like pushed up in the air and like I'm on a crowd of people going for the pub, a bar or just a cl- Being a crowd surf through a bar. Just fuck, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? It was insane. And, and like, I, me- I remember it at the time. It was, all this was going on and this one dude was obviously not happy about it. He's like, Ugh. he goes on MTV, you still drive around in a fucking Mondeo, mate. I'm like... Who gives a fuck, dude? Look at this. <laughs> Look at this Who shit. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> so yeah, it did change. It, it did change. It was fucking crazy, and it was. It literally was overnight. You, you walked out, and I just remember thinking, "Fuck," because I'm a skateboarder. And I go at the skate park to skate all this, you know, and people are just start coming up to you, and then you can't like go, "Oh yeah, I'm skating." You got to talk to them, and then like, literally, like, people just fucking loved it. You and just answering questions and like people are just fucking buying you pints like there's parties there's all sorts of weird like shit happening and it is fucking mental mental it was fucking so fucking good <laughs> so good I, you know like I don't at that point then was it all looking back like an experience that was positive and it was fun yeah it was, although it was yeah. weird it was like it was light and it was great I was insane like I, you know to to be able I love experiences I'm a fucking experienced junkie Right, that was insane. Like I, I went on holiday to fucking Mexico, and I forget like the show didn't just go to MTV UK. It went to MTV South America. It went to M- it went to fucking uh, all over Europe. It went to the Nordic regions up in um, fucking like uh, Norway, Sweden, Denmark. It went everywhere. It was like sixty odd countries before we knew it. So I'm in I'm on holiday. Season one's out. I'm with my, my girlfriend and my daughter and I got the Mexicans coming out like, like oh my god Dirty Sanchez and I'm like what the fuck is going on are you fucking kidding me 
So it was, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy shit, you know? But our lives didn't change. We, you know, this is MTV UK. We didn't have fucking boatloads of money, you know? We was, I still had a job at that time on season one when I was here in. I had a job in skate store, in freestyle skate store in Abergavenny. They had two stores. So the one, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> I was at the one Abergavenny at the time. He but, likes details. He likes details. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, I'm a fucking sucker for it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and it, it, our lives did change, but they didn't change in the fact that we weren't buying boats and fucking, we weren't giving it Conor McGregor fucking money. You know, we were still skin fucking skateboarders, but we were famous as fuck. Do your friends change? Do you watch the dynamic between you change? Does the bond strengthen because you're actually going through it together? I'm oh, talking in, oh. the, in the wake of season one right now. Well, we were just fucking laughing. We, we none of us like spoke in depth about that shit. None of us like, oh my God, you know. It, we were just going, what the fuck is happening? You know, what's going on? You know, I'm in the skate shop and I get a call off MTV. Can you go to MTV America, South Amer- MTV South America and present an awards on, on stage? I'm like, what the fuck? And then you and I'm sat then I'm sat next to fucking Iggy Pop, like in the audience, and then they call me up and then we go on, we present the awards, and they were like, wow, Dirty Sanchez, and we went out with a really fucking like super famous like um South American like actress who was on like their kind of version of like whatever. It was just insane. Like, you know, we were just fucking treated like royalty. Unbelievable. Oh, treat like royalty outside of MT outside of the UK. Yeah, we didn't get treated like royalty by MTV in the UK. It was a bit different. Anyway, it's another story that fucking <laughs> hell, dude. Okay, so season two comes around, and it's obviously it's more of a staged, and I don't mean in the sense that it's fake. I mean that there's more of a a structure and an idea to season two. Season one is basically just a bunch of crazy shit, right? There isn't yeah. really any sort of thread. Yeah, they just get to know who we were. They built the characters up, like us, and then they chatted about us and our girlfriends and all that shit and fucking, you know, talked about personalities and that was that. But season two... They Almost like a documentary, really. Yeah, 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 completely. Like with heightened reality, but it was still very real. Yeah. And then season two is you get put in as a six or eight, a six, right? Different work environments. Yeah. So you've got the salon... The building site, the Marines, the Cowboys, the Karate, and that's it, right? Yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah, there was a few of them. I can't remember. Um, Are you involved hands-on in the production development for season two? Do you guys decide they're the avenues you want to go down? Are you sort of told that's what's happening? Well, they come, they like, so like, obviously MTV were like, right, we want to do season two, all right? So then they're like, we got this idea. It's like called Jobs to the Boyos. I was like, mm, cringe. <laughs> anyway, um, and we're going to put on these work placements. And I was like, uh, I was like, fuck. All right, let's see where this goes. But they were like, oh, yeah, but at the end, we're going to go to America, to Arizona. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck this. I'll shut up. Let's just, let's see, let's see what we can do, you know. And it was like fucking, <clears throat> for me, it wasn't like what, it wasn't, it was more fucking like, not fear, but we set the bar so high in the first season. I was like, well, what can we possibly do in the second season? Short so of killing you, yourselves, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, what are we going to fucking do? But ultimately, you can, you know, we fucking did what we did and it was some shit that got banned from TV. I, I, one thing I did was like on the one of the most, it kept on popping up on like one of the most horrific TV moments of fucking, like of all time or like whatever. You know, it was... By my dick, <laughs> I'm a dick on the fucking 
piece of on the kitchen like worktop. Got a bamboo. I don't even know. What I was thinking. I, I I must have been drunk. And then put these fucking like thumbtacks. Thumb. Are they called drawing pins? Mm-hmm. Put them in there, and then that's my sausage. You pull the fucking pull the bamboo up, and there's like these spikes sticking down. Bang! It just blew my cock up. I hit the vein of my dick. Boosh! Fucking blew up it looked like I had another bella next to it it was <laughs> fucked up so like we went that far and it was like there was no need for that but we did it and who did the mouse trap on the dick oh did someone do the mouse trap on the cock yeah I'm sure they did in season 2 oh Pritchard did it to his balls right balls season was 1 it? season 1 yeah season 1 Pritchard did his balls and then like that was in this house that was in the fucking that dodgy house here's a legitimate question is there always like someone professionally medically inclined yeah. around yeah they had to yeah because they couldn't get insurance for us to do it so there was yeah but, so whilst you're all getting you know butt wild and doing this crazy stuff there's some you know medical graduate wouldn't in a house with you yeah. kind of going why am I here yeah we wouldn't do bad season one right because we were like get the fuck out but the guy with the bag bee we called him he was a fucking <laughs> Scottish guy he was fucking brilliant so he was cool but we had to run and we had to like send him on a wild goose chase he would fuck off over there um, we're going to film over there. Film some stuff that you knew we'd say no to, and he'd come back. Yeah, and then we're like, "Oh, we've done it." You're like, "You can't." He was like, "Yeah, but he was a fucking loose boy." But he wasn't, you know. So that was that. And when we did season two, they got this dude. You know, like um, those guys that jump off like really high ladders into like a puddle of water, like a little tiny paddling pool, like thirty feet up in the air. They just belly flop. I'm like, somehow they're fucking fine. He was like, he did that. And like, so he's a, like a professional stuntman. He was a fucking professional bellend. <laughs> like we're in a fucking like trying to film our shit, do our thing, and like just be as natural as we could in those environments for season two. And um, this guy was like coming in. Whoa, stop! You can't do this. He was like, get this fucking guy out of here. Just get him, get him fucking out because you ain't having. There's no season with this guy. Well, I know with things like that, when you're in the moment and it's spontaneous, that's when you got to be shooting and you got to get yeah, it yeah, because yeah. it's real. And when you stop and you have to rethink and you plan and then you kind of go Well, off, you lose the moment. And the moment's gone yeah, and you, the comedy's gone out of it. Yeah, exactly. You had all this anticipation to build up for a couple of these things. And then this fucking guy just fucking runs out because we I tried to get away from him for a few times. In Ireland, this was. Uh, we, we fucking sacked that guy straight off. He lasted about three days. But so then, is, is that season sort of... Maybe this is an over-exaggeration, but is it plagued with certain difficulties and frustrations... Well, it's plagued with the fact that we just did a season one and it went to 60-odd fucking countries. It was massive. And are we going to top that shit? Are you going to follow it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, you had that. And then you had, like... I didn't really like being put in those... Envir- some of those environments. I was like, it felt just like, fuck. It needs to be better than this. Like, what the fuck you want to... But it was funny. It was funny. And it was some fucking moments. Like, lots of fucking, like, moments which, you know... I still, like, I'd cry laughing. If I saw it now, I'd be buckled over. I know Pritch would be buckled over and Joyce, I'm sure. And... So which ones stand out? What's your favourites? What, on season two? Yeah. Well, I really liked, I really loved Arizona. You're in America. From an experience side. Yeah, yeah, completely. Like, you're in America, you know, you have MTV, you think you're fucking, you think you've got Willy Wonka's fucking golden ticket, you know? And it was a great experience and, it was like a poncho I love the guy who calls yeah, yeah, Pancho yeah. Poncho for yeah. a poncho I, exactly, exactly yeah Brett Stone Brett Stone if you're, if you're watching Brett I you know I hope you're good because he fell off the wagon after we after we left that after guy fell just, off the wagon 
Uh, yeah. Were you guys anything to do with that? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Pritch, Pritch was. Pritch hurt his leg. He went and got some medication. He had an underlying issue of like some sort of med addiction. Right. And he got Pritch these meds because he'd fucked his knee or his ankle or something by a cow, like, and dragged along the floor or something. And then he, he managed to load of those tablets and fucking move. <laughs> See you later, Brad. Casualties. Oh, Brad, if you're listening, right, you're a prick. <laughs> You've still got fucking Pritchard's fucking cow horns that he bought. He those big bull horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've still got them, mate. Apparently you were smoking crack for him last time I heard. <laughs> Give him back. And right? how long did he spend in your company? Only a week. A week. Fantastic. Um, I guess the Marine Corps oh, dude, element. Dude, I got to see yeah, The fucking Marines. I got to be honest, that was the best experience. Because I got to experience a fucking fraction what it was like, what these guys go through. You know, I, I, I don't think I'd ever been sick on Sanchez. I think I've only ever been sick twice. And that was the Marines. The one time was the Marines. And, um, and the other was the beer funnel, right? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> sick That's- out stick out my ass more often than not like, <laughs> but yeah the Marines is fucking like you get to go through like I told you again I'm an experienced freak <clears throat> I get bored easy I like seeing new shit I want to do more stuff so um, yeah the, the Marines is insane like you know Pancho almost drowning at the bottom of the pool and um, yeah oh fuck yeah season two at the very end yeah. right we made a spoof show which I was speaking to Dayton about <laughs> last night because I'm a big fan of the show <laughs> Big fan of the movie, big fan of the whole franchise and the originality of all of it. And I know with that final episode, if you haven't seen it, I guess the idea is it's almost like a behind the curtain type Curb Your Enthusiasm approach where they break it down and they're trying to imply kind of tongue in cheek that it's all staged, that it's all fake, that actually there's a team of writers coming up with everything. And I was sort of saying to you last night, with all due respect, the joke didn't quite come oh, across did the, the, for me as a fan and as a viewer. The punchline never made it. You know, there was never... Yeah, like, I was just left confused, like, well, then, is it yeah, so Yeah, so we're talking about when we pretended that we were all actors, it was all scripted, but... And we that's what we went and filmed, yeah? And it, we fucking found it hilarious. It, it, it was the end of the season joke back on the fans, right? So we've pretended like it was all for stage they cut it in a certain way that Pancho looked like he wasn't in the pool when he was drowning but he fucking was right um, we were in like hot tubs just saying oh yeah you know you know, my fucking my agents on my, the phone my agents yeah. on the phone and all that shit yeah and um, at the end Pritchard's in this hotel room when he's talking about like yeah yeah blah 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 and it it should have ended with him like looking at the camera winking and laughing and said it's a joke we got you Right, it just ended like they cut it. They just cut it like stands like Pritchard's is like deadpan end. Yeah. I'm like, and that's the end of the whole I, season. And you're like, huh? I, just, I, I was watching it. I was watching it when it aired in my house, and I just went, we're fucked. Was there a lot of backlash after Mate, that? Did I you just, lose like, a lot of? I, fuck, dude. Everyone was like, Dirty Sanchez is fake. I fucking love you guys, but I can't believe it's fake. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, dude, this was a joke on you guys. Like, oh, no, 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 I've seen it. It's like Pancho was in the bottom of the pool. It's like Pancho was in the fucking pool. He was drowning. Dudes, we, we got you. You think it's fake. It was a joke, but MTV didn't... The guy who was editing at the time didn't quite deliver the, the funny twist at the end, all right? It just left people going, fuck these guys. This is fake. And um, Which was still funny because I was like, well, fuck it. If you think we're fake, we're fucking very good actors. And I was like, I said, I said loads of people, I was like, dudes... If I was that good at acting, 
I would have made a lot of money by now. By fucking, you know, I would have gone off and because like I can't, I'm not an actor, I'm just me. And I, I, the, the reactions out of me are just was was when I was put in front of me, you know. So yeah, it fucking the the message boards are lighting up. People were just slating us saying you fucking fake and all the jackass fans like yeah fuck you you know and all that and it was like just like well it's a joke you know fuck it we're doing season three soon so we'll fucking you know we'll fucking show you it's not fucking fake talking to jackass to go back to them are they aware of you guys do they acknowledge you guys is there ever any interaction where you cross paths and you meet because you must have been on their radar whether or not they acknowledged it or not you must have been oh yeah well I mean we was Johnny Knoxville did like um a fucking interview <clears throat> on Jonathan Ross, which we were going to do at one point, but it just didn't pan, pan out. But Jonathan Ross interviewed Knoxville about the second movie, and they was like, oh, what do you think about Dicky Sanchez? And he completely slid the question. I've heard of said act or something. I was like, Knoxville, you're a fucking legend. You know who we fucking are. But they just slipped it. So, uh, but that was, but I mean, like, Pritch met Bam in London once. <laughs> Bam just came straight up to Pritch, shook his hand. You know, like a mutual respect thing. We met Preston, Steve-O, Pontius. But it wasn't like pally-pally thing, it was... You never partied with them? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. But it was weird, because like, there's another bunch of guys called the Dudesons, and they, they've made it big time in America, you know, huge in, from Finland. Four guys, very much like myself, Pritch and Joyce, and Pancho. Um, and they grew up from the same area. And we got on, like, with a house on fire with them. We, went, we toured Australia. We've been all over the place, all over Europe, like, Russia and shit. Like, those guys, the same cat, we're the same people. So we got on with them, and we got on with a few of the Jackass guys were cool. But never... I think we were British and they were American, and it was obviously, like, they must have got so much shit from the British fans, because when Sanchez came out, it was like, fuck you, America. Like, we just kicked your fucking ass. Well, there's, like, your party boy still wears pants all four of them are naked yeah 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 in yeah. like every other scene yeah yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. if your party boy's there then what What the hell are these guys yeah so yeah um... so there wasn't any sort of friendship or animosity it was just neither here nor there yeah yeah neither, no, just you know but we met like, say, met a few of them on and off because and... you'd probably be the first to admit that because of the success of that show you were allowed the platform to do Sanchez, right? Oh, completely. Like, if Jack asked an aid on MTV, we would have never been on MTV because that kind of humour had never kind of been given birth to before. Like, I mean, Tom Green did it, yeah? But this was like a bunch of guys in Jackass, CKY, Jack, uh, CKY uh, Big Brother guys formed Jackass and Spike Jones got MTV and it fucking massive. I watched it. I fucking love Jackass. It's fucking hilarious. So, but if it wasn't for those guys, MTV wouldn't have gone, oh yeah, there's a bunch of guys from Wales and one Londoner. It would have happened. It would and not have happened. And one warped southerner. And one warped <laughs> southerner, yeah. So like, yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, Bam, Knoxville, Steve, Knoxville, Steve-O and Pontius and, uh, you know, Dunn, RIP and all those guys for helping us bunch of guys fucking, you know, make it onto a, a platform that got us to travel all around the world over and over again having the best time of our lives, partying and screaming and laughing the whole way around it. So, yeah. Well, that segues beautifully in season three, which was the tour. You know, you're sent out into the great wide world on a bus or two, was it two buses? 
Yeah, there was two tour buses. There was so what was the deal? There was, was a fucking two tour buses when we got back, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking one. Do you have more of an input in season three? I guess speaking to you last night, I got the sense that one and three are like your favourite seasons. Yes, yeah, completely. Because then you're just like... From an experience point of view and from the product yeah. point of view. Well, we was back to like being in an environment. We were stuck on a tour bus together, travelling in these different places we didn't know much about getting to see all this shit and putting in and just it, it was like a mystery tour you know so you didn't know what was going to happen next and you stuck on this bus together so it was kind of like being back in that house in Cardiff when we did the pilot and the first season but rolling through fucking Germany the Czech Republic Italy Greece you know just all over you know like fucking Sweden and Norway and you go into these big death metal festivals and we do we, then we did like a live show and it felt so fucking it, like organic all the way. Like fucking make it organic. Obviously, you come up with certain ideas, and then someone doesn't know about this, and you hide in like little dark secrets from each other to make it, you know, come out. But this is a fact. Season two, which I'm really fucking happy didn't happen because I'm a pussy when it comes to big animals. We, when we was in Prague, we were supposed to go from there to um, fuck like Poland or somewhere, and the Pope had died. All right. So the Pope had died. I'm I mean, sorry in advance if you're Catholic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's it a coincidence that couldn't have come at a better time. Because we, we were going to go to Poland and do lion taming. Like a fucking lion. I'm scared of tiny fucking dogs. Have you seen how small my dog is? Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's a little... little it's a jug. A jug. Jack, Jack Russell, Russell pug. pug. So, um, yeah, the, the, the Pope died. And they went, oh, there's a, nas- it's a week of national mourning. And I was like, wow. <laughs> there is a god there is a god so yeah yeah we, we went uh, a lucky escape yeah I think we just I think we went to Prague instead which was fucked and brilliant yeah brilliant brilliant good times put us in the picture of each country because you must have some stories that people never got to see well this backstage thing I, I, I one of the funniest moments and this I have a reaction I, I, I watch people I'm a people watcher I look at them I'm psychoanalyzing I'm like looking at the movements and seeing they're looking into you right because I can't help it anyway so we're at this fucking venue it's really in Milan yeah and we're doing this live show in this like cocktail bar really fucking swanky I was like what the fuck are we doing there and um so it was on the show right it was briefly on the show so we would party and like fuck we've been all over Europe we was getting up to no good Pritchard starts having these fucking crazy anxiety attacks and he, he can't do the show. He's fucked. Is that nerves of just playing live or is it just... No, 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 no nerves. No nerves, that's just... He's hitting it hard and it's... Yeah, we were getting, you know, partying. Yeah. So, I've never seen that bad people. <clears throat> I never, ever, I don't think I've ever seen as bad before or since that time. So, anyway, he couldn't make a show, so it's left him, me, Pritch and Panch. So, Pritch normally puts the... the, the, the Pritch normally does the stellar anima. So, you get, you get, a, get a hose pipe... You pop it up your, your bot bot, and then you, you've got a funnel on top. It's quite simple. It's a stellar anima. Pull the booze up your ass. Drinking booze through your ass is not simple, though, because I've tried that, and it's I couldn't do it. I couldn't actually get it up there. So it does take oh, right. a unique skill. Because yeah, it doesn't just go... You have to, like, drink through your ass, yeah, 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 which yeah. is a weird it thing. It has to go in. Yeah. yeah. So, so he's drinking it all up there. To go straight in. Anyway, so we're like, dude, we need... Pancho, you do the stellar, you do the stellar, you do the stellar enema, right? He's like, oh fucking hell, rah, 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 fucking this, that, and the other. And Joycey then, we have a paddling pool, right? 
Pritchard's normally in it. Stellar Anima goes in, and then Joyce is behind it with a pair of like goggles on, right? With his top off, just a pair of goggles. Then Pritchard like let, opens his ass, and all this beer just goes boosh out of a Joyce in the fucking in the paddling pool on stage. So we were doing this now, right? But with Pancho and Joyce, Pancho's getting the, the host pipe up the ass treatment. And um, there's all these like, like swanky fucking cosmopolitan types, like you know, with their cocktails and shit. In Milan, like in, the in, home of fashion. Yeah, yeah, in Milan, the home <laughs> of fashion, right? It's like some avant-garde fucking sex show shit. Like I don't know what the fuck they thought it was. Pancho puts the pipe up his ass, and we're on stage. Are you ready? He said, "Yeah." Pours a beer in, and the pipe just falls out straight away. And we're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, get the fucking pipe up your ass. We're on stage live. We're fucking making a TV show. Get it up your ass. Oh fuck. So he's bending over and he starts putting his pipe up his ass and he's got about this much there. And he just goes, and like, it just goes up his ass so far. I'm like, fuck. I start pouring the beer in. I'm looking at people in the crowd for the beer and it goes, whoop, whoop, goes up. Oh, I'm ready, I'm ready. George is in the paddling pool, glasses are on, hands and knees, right? Pulls a pipe out, Pancho goes, right, this is what happened next. No beer came out, right? He pushes so far instead of stomach, it went up into his like upper intestine, yeah. And Joycey just projectile shitted. <laughs> uh, Pancho just projectile shitted right down Joycey's face in front of all these people in this fucking place in Milan. And everyone just said, people just walked off, and the people there just went <laughs> like a fucking slow cricket clap. It was fu- It was like it was so good. It was fucking amazing. So, yeah, that really stood out. That's Italy. That was Italy. Czech Republic, what was the craziest thing that happened out there? Oh, I can't really remember the Czech Republic. I didn't even know I did that. Oh, yeah, shit, we shot Pritch with a gun. Yeah, and we did the clay pigeon stuff. Um, we had, like, uh, crowd, crowd dispersers. That was fucking so sketchy. Like, it was insane what happened. Like, so sketchy. And, like, a little inside story, like, an inside story. Someone, um, someone the, one of the filmers production crew forgot to press record on, on the fucking on the camera in the firing range at point blank range so Pritchard gets banged in the chest like that and the camera wasn't on <laughs> the guy who shot him just almost fainted with fear because he thought he'd fuck Pritch up one of the bullets at his arm like a plastic bullet and just fucked his arm up and uh, I was it was fucked but that that stood out there that stood out there you know we did a bunch of other stuff but I can't really remember too much because we were getting fucked up I can't remember or is it not suitable for now? Oh, no, no, no. no it's li- just literally, literally a blur. I cannot fucking remember. I can't remember. I remember getting to Prague, getting in the hotel, because we, ho- we had a hotel in Prague off the tour bus. Is that because one of the tour buses left? This is before the tour bus. The tour bus left. The tour bus left when we got to Milan, before we got to Milan. Because like, he'd had enough. Well, no, the tour bus didn't go because he had enough. We CS gassed the whole bus. Don't go down the motorway. We didn't mean that. Pritchard started spraying me in the face with this, like, pepper spray. We start fighting on top. It was the middle of the night, driving down the motorway towards in Italy, somewhere going towards Milan. And, the, the, you know, it's on the season. The, the fucking, the, the mist of the pepper spray, he starts going down the bus. I grab it. I start spraying Pritch. Everyone's fucked upstairs. It filters down in the cabin. The bus driver's, like, fucking swerving down the motorway. He can't see shit. With the whole... Because on this bus, there's, like, us and a couple of crew. On the other, on the other bus... There was the, the, the editor, uh, another director, like, and all those guys with, like, all the shit that we need to, to, to do. 
pulls over, get the fuck off the bus. We're all like dribbling, can't see shit. Like the bus, like the guy sorts himself out and just drives off and we're just on the motorway. Just there, like all our stuff on the side of the motorway. The second bus with the, with the production, with the, you know, with the production crew on, he couldn't leave because we hadn't done anything wrong with the bus. So he's like, you ain't going nowhere. What, what, what are you going? You can't go anywhere, mate. He's like, where are you going to go? Because <laughs> we've done nothing to you. Yeah. So then, yeah, we took over the second bus, made it to Milan, shaved Pritchard's ear off, blamed on a pan show. Pritch went mental. I hid from him. And it was like an escalating scenario. I remember watching that season thinking that was the peak of that rivalry where the whole sort of yeah. thing began. Pritchard versus Day and you pushing him, pushing him, pushing him. In season three, that really reached its kind of zenith, yeah. didn't it? I know. It was like, looking back, I really pushed, fucking pushed it. But I didn't see it as like torture and like torment. I just thought it was, we was making a TV show and it's funny. And like, we're all in, we're all in, but I didn't realise how much it was baking him. It was baking him. You know, fucking <laughs> melted him. So I wish I'm, you know, it happened, you know. But um, I don't know whether I'm just twisted like you because that's almost my favourite sense of, of humour and comedy. Yeah, I mean, Becky Staniforth said to me... Going, like, huh, 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 Yeah, 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 and he was huh. breaking down because Pritch has got the best reactions ever. You know? Yeah, he has. I'm not there to fucking hurt him and, 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 like, literally crucify him to the point of, like, sending him away in a trade jacket. I'm there just to push it and push it and push it because I can't help myself. Fuck you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> yeah, he did. I did torment him, fucking, you know, like a lot. But did I, you ever full on fall out during the filming of any of the seasons? Like full on. I don't mean a quick. I hate you for half an hour and then we're mates again. I mean, was there ever any real? Well, yeah, there was. There was. Yeah, when we was in Arizona, season two, season two, two fallouts, um, and a mini one with Pancho, which is funny. Um, the one first fallout was like. Um, Joyce I, we was in the fucking desert and they were getting branded and I was mm-hmm. like I, I don't want to get branded I, fuck it says DS like I'm not getting Dirty Sanchez fucking branded into me like sounds for dick squad or something anyway so I didn't want to do that so anyway I like yeah alright come here pussy whatever I just don't want a big fucking burn on my leg I, I've been burnt to fucking anyway I'll do something else so they all got branded and then I jumped in the fucking SUV no I wanted to get in the SUV to, to go to sleep right but Joyce, he had the keys and he was sleeping in the tent and I, was, and I was like trying to wake him up and the other guys are in there and he was not waking up. So I was like, fucking Joyce, wake up. I need the keys. To the, I'm freezing. We're in the fucking desert. Give me the keys. Just like, just not ignoring me, right? He may have, he may have been out of his mind and not known. I was like, dude, I'm going to ask you one more time. I'm on the fucking keys. So I, I, got the, I took the tent, you know, the tent part. Oh, first of all, first of all, right? I unpegged the tent and tried dragging it onto the fucking, like, the smoldering ashes of a fire, like, to freak, <laughs> to freak him out. Didn't, didn't budge. I was like, you fucking, give me the fucking keys. So I took the tent pole. And I was like, oh, the, I could, like, he knew he was by the edge. I just went, whack on the head. But it was, a, it was a metal tent pole, wasn't it? Like, it fucking must have really hurt him. So, yeah, he tripped out, woke up in the morning, told uh, Jim he wanted to fly back home. He had a guts full. We, it, and it was a rift for a while. A rift for a while. It wasn't intentional. I didn't fucking want to just hurt him and shit, you know? You I were want, just freezing and you were I was stop. freezing. I was like, you're being a dick. You're awake. Give me the fucking keys to the fucking car. You know, you've got, you've got blankets in the tent. I've got fuck all. I'm in the desert. I'm freezing my fucking ass off. Give me the keys. So I got the keys. 
he didn't speak to me. It, it went really fucking weird. And um, but we patched it up, and you know, a couple of months later, and it was the end season. That was end of that season anyway. And we went our separate ways. And we, here's a question: Do you see each other at all, or spend any time with each other at all in between one and two? Two and three, yeah, we three did. In the movie. Yes, we did. Yeah, we just. So you are still hanging out yeah, socially. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we still, you know, we were doing like live shows together um, for a bit until we got banned from every nightclub in the country. Can we talk about that? Uh, no. Well, yeah, it, you know, it was like a fucking naive fucking mistake. Some. It got you blacklisted. Blacklisted, yeah. So like, there's a chain of nightclubs that own a chain of nightclubs, and then there's a, and then they just own fucking everything. And they, they, something happened in the club after the tour, after the guy that was fucking managing the club said, do anything you want. And Pritch was like, Pritch was like, anything. He said, fucking anything. I was like, wrong person to say <laughs> that not tell to. these group of guys that. So yeah, basically, Pritch did his thing. Um, Whatever that might be. Yeah, and it wasn't even that bad, really. You know, I've seen far worse. I've seen fucking far worse. We got... A letter went out to the whole uh, nightclub industry: Do not book Dirty Sanchez; you'll get your license revoked. And then that kind of fucked up because we were doing the live shows, and it kind of like stopped a lot of this stuff happening. Like because it was raw as fuck in the early days of, of, of touring, but it did fuck it up. But yeah, there was that. And um, what goes on on the live shows? Do you have medics with you on tour for them? I'm the medic, right, Doctor Daint. And as much as the show is carnage, right? There's no I, fucking no. That's the, the live shows is like I imagine as unruly yeah, do we and want? as unsafe. Yeah, no, there's like that as it gets. Yeah, but that's us. We call the shots on on tour. We get to do what we want up until the point of like you know not getting banned from everywhere. Not getting banned from everywhere. Yeah, which is one mistake. You know, a yeah. couple of mistakes. You know, and you learn. But yeah, there's no medics on tour. I mean, Pancho fell off stage once. He stepped off the stage, missed it. Fucking like like fell like about five foot off the stage. It was like two thousand people in the crowd. He, he, sorry, he didn't fall off stage. He, he jumped on crowd surfed and they threw him. <laughs> they threw him onto his fucking head. He landed on his head onto a on, onto a broken glass and a shard of glass went up into his temple. Like we were like fuck. You could see it. You know, like when you got a big splinter, you can see it in your skin. He had that, but in his temple, a big fucking shard of glass like that. It went right up inside. Thank God it wasn't like an inch to the left yeah, or right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I blinded like, him. We got him on stage and made a part of the show. I was Dr. Daint. I took the injury out, gave him a little bit of plaster and we cracked on. And that's it as well. I guess if you're doing like multiple dates in a row, you're destroying each other physically, emotionally. And then the next day you're doing it all again every yeah. day. And I imagine after the show, obviously, you're all like the adrenaline's yeah, going. Yeah, everything. You're staying up all night. You're meeting people in each town. They're taking you out. Insane. Like, everywhere you go, there's just fucking tons of people screaming, going mental, like, just literally trying to touch you and stuff. And, you know, like a fucking rock star or something. It is like a rock star, but with the physical abuse on yeah. top. Because, yeah, you know, yeah. apart from if you're, you know, Iggy back in the day or Casey Chaos, like, there's a select few performers... Hugh Allen, yeah. Yeah, who fuck themselves up. But generally, you're just, you know, you're singing and you're playing guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys are, like, ripping each other apart. Yeah, and it was just, like, night more, after night. more, blood, more, let's go. Like, them, like, the fans, they just baying for it. You loved it, though, right? Oh, man, fucking the best experience ever. Like, we're not supposed to be guys on stage. We're not... We're not a boy band. We're not a package. It's not a business. It's just a bunch of, bunch of guys, having the time of their lives, getting paid, traveling the world, and then going on tour, then, and just fucking getting away with murder. So, 
but obviously you get like the hangers on you get the all the parties you get all the other shit that goes along with the party and I'm you know when does it start to get weird when does there in the dressing room or at the house become more people that you don't know than that you do because oh, yeah. it does reach that tipping point doesn't it when it you look it, around yeah. and you're like hang on a minute it got it got it quickly got it instant, instantly really right it got, it got <laughs> season one done it, it instant hangers on straight away and it's a lot of friends you know but loads of people I didn't know and like and loads of people I know, those guys didn't really know, but they were like blowing smoke up every fucker's asses, and I'm like, get the fuck out! I I I got my mates. I, I don't know you. You're in here. You're like fucking. I was like, I I I don't know who you are. Like you don't. You strike me as someone who doesn't have a problem with saying fuck off. Yeah, I. I don't mean that in a bad way. I just oh, mean no, that no, is what it is. No, I, I mean like you know like. I just like Pritchard, for instance. I've never met him. I don't know him, but I can imagine he maybe enjoyed elements of the fame and attention, perhaps more because he did, and we all did. You know, we all did. But I just people I don't know. Like we were. Remember, we were skateboarders. Not a lot of people liked us. You know, I, I'm in the valleys, like fighting people all the time because I skateboard. You know, we weren't cool, and then you're fucking super cool, and everybody wants to know you. I'm like, look, I don't know you. I don't know a lot of people thought I was a dick before this. And like I'm still that same dick, right? So I just come on TV. Don't be saying I'm your best mate. You know these are my friends, and I'm sure you're a nice guy, but don't jump in like you know me. So fucking see you later. Do you know what I mean? And that is quite harsh. I'm <laughs> a fucking nightmare for that. But and I got tons of friends. But yeah, that's the way it is. I just can't fucking deal with people talking, blowing smoke up. I just don't want to speak about Dirty Sanchez all night long to people I don't know. I want to fucking have fun with my mates. You know, <clears throat> all my true friends that turn up to gigs. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I got time for that. And I got time to meet fucking new people that are fucking rad. But in those situations, it's just drugs everywhere. Drugs, 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 drugs. And just people talking shit to you and off they fucking... And it's like, yeah, you know, we all did our thing. But, yeah. How did Pancho and Joycey react to the the attention and the fame and the... They took it like us, like all we all did. We just took it. We all We had a certain amount of fame through skateboarding. Pritchard was pro. He was a fucking big name at skateboarding, a really big name in the UK. And um, he was on. I remember there's that clip in the documentary, and he's on like ITV yeah. or Welsh. Yeah. What is it? H. HTV or HTV something. Yeah. News. Yeah, like yeah, Mainstream yeah. news, isn't he? Yeah. For, for you know vandalism. But, <laughs> <laughs> vandalism. But nevertheless, yeah, he's on there. So we dealt with it. I didn't really speak about it to be honest. We're just like, this is fucked. Our lives are different. We was like, our lives have changed. Our lives have fucking changed, you know? The similarities oh, between yeah. the CKY, the Jackass, the Sanchez, not in terms of the, the stuff that you made, but in terms of the stories of what happened. Super, I watched that BAM documentary. Just and like parallel-centric, right? Yeah, yeah, completely. Like, what you can see the way they come up, and it's like the way we come up. They're in America, we're in the UK. They have a bigger platform, we have a small platform, but still, the same, the same, the same process. Like, I've watched, like, BAM said he didn't skate probably for, like, 10 years. Because you kind of drift away. You're doing all this stuff. You're traveling. You you know, it's your time. You've got time to fucking, like, see the world and make some money. And you're just bolting after it. Because you're just... I was a fucking council carpenter. And then I managed a skate store. Like, I'm never going to make that much money. So you're just like fucking, you know... And you can kind of get lost in a bit of it and all that fame shit. Well, it was a beautiful time to be, to, to be living. It was fucking fantastic. 
and you got to make a feature film, which is a you know an amazing achievement by anyone's standards. What you guys did with that film was you know you managed to build on what you'd become known for, and actually, I think top it. Are you proud of the film? Are you proud of what you achieved with that? I love the stylistically film. as much. As I just the content. loved it, yeah. And I don't want to like you know because I'm a geek. I knew that we had this guy who was going to edit it that just done a Guy Ritchie film. I loved his, I fucking loved his edit style. So I was instantly... Real fun. choppy, like... Yeah, instantly so stoked. Vertical films are kind of like, well, they're, they're kind of like film company through Pathé. This is all geek shit, bullshit behind scenes or whatever. <laughs> but I knew that like, all the all the shit was there to, and we and we had like, we individually, like we all had ideas what we wanted to fucking do to each other or what we want to do. And then, I think maybe Jim Ickey, came up with The Seven Deadly Sins, which is brilliant, because, like, fucking anger, Russia, fucking excellent, you know. Um, One of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, we watched the movie again together last night, is where you uh, hulk up Pancho. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking genius. That was in the UK, yeah. I didn't even realise I'm green. He's like, oh, (laughs) oh, I'm green. (laughs) Yeah, that was fucking excellent. And just another back behind-the-scenes thing, when we was in Thailand, we was on the plane, and... um, we got loads of gold leaf and we when he was on the plane sleeping we had a long old flight he may have taken a Valium and shit so we knew he was going to wake up uh, we tried to turn him into Buddha and like literally put all this fucking gold leaf on him but he was sweating that much from all the booze coming out of his skin probably that it just he put a bit on and he was go just fucking ah oh, I was like man he's perfect for Buddha he's, per- he's a perfect little Buddha but um, yeah that didn't happen but the incredible Alk the cre- incredible Alk did and he's an angry little alec, isn't he? When he's, you know, obviously because we're tormenting the shit out of them. <laughs> oh, sorry, Panch. Thailand, dude. Uh, I think anyone, even if you haven't seen the film, you know about the. What's the line that Joycey says? Welcome to Dirty Sanchez. I just ate a man. Oh, mate. That's savage. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It so pa- Pancho gets like the fat sucked out of him. And then what were you saying last night about the fact that you had to have both sides well, he, done to make it, like, even? Yeah. Panjo was done on the first love handle. He was over it. I was like, I, I'm done. I was like, dude, if you fucking leave this operating theatre now, you're just going to have, like, one fucking massive love, love handle and one, like, trim side forever. Like, that's stuck there forever. And he's like, oh, fuck. So he had to go for it all over again. Um, and then, fuck he had to go round after liposuction and we were filming a fucking filming a movie he was fucked the guy was fucked up he was just swollen out there he was in fucking agony he was like wow, weeping and shit and uh, yeah he, we took it easy on him then it was like we went to Thailand or we was in Thailand we just did, I don't think he got too fucked up it was, last, it was about lust anyway you know so with the fucking lady boys and shit <laughs> it was it was a fucking funny place man we and the Bangkok roulette scene where Joycey drinks that stuff. I mean, that is raw. That's as raw as it gets for me, watching that. Yeah, well... W- would anyone else in that group have done that, do you think? Is that going back to, again, he was the guy that would always do what everyone else was perhaps <laughs> weirded out by? He's like, I've got this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was Joycey's bag, wouldn't it? He had to be the one to fucking eat a man. He had to be, didn't he? So... um yeah, you know, like fucking, it's just a weird scenario. You, you, you know, you're on a roof. I think I said last night you're on a rooftop in Thailand. There's a film crew with you. There's a shot of man fat on the table and Pancho's liposuction fat. And there's a bird underneath just 
going for gold on one of you and like you got to try and work out which one's getting like I can't whatever and you end of the table like a game of poker I'm like how, did my, how the fuck did my life arrive at this destination because it's, it's a fucked up scenario we're doing it's cannibalism on a roof while getting jerked off by a fucking <laughs> fucking fucking fit fucking Thai bird whilst making a feature film film for MTV yeah it was like a personal like thing in your head you're like this is fucking so good like this is fucked like we made this happen it, it happened like how the fuck we're never gonna get it this is the fucking pinnacle of it like this is fucking insane I remember going when the fans see this shit's gonna fucking it's literally gonna hit it you know because did you know that was the scene oh man it was yeah. gonna be talked about for yeah, years to yeah, come yeah 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 of course of course it was like in the original Pritchard vs. Dayton film when Joyce shit in his hand and whapped it in his face it was like that's the scene you know you know, and that liposuction thing could only be kind of equal with the paintball record, you know, so... Which, if no one's seen, set the scene. Well, yeah, we're in Russia. Pritchard's always wanted to be in the world, but against Bucket Records. And um, we made up this thing that there was a guy called Anthony Kelly from New South Wales in Australia, not the UK, and he was the world record holder for the most amount of paintballs to the, to the naked body, 102. So Jim went and got the made a fake Guinness World Records form but we was at a paintball place the paintball centre in Russia and Pritch was like yeah I'm going to be in that big book baby and I know Pritch like literally cringes and goes green when he when he sees he, he can't even watch it he cannot watch it because he cares that much because he still has I, I guess now with the triathlons and the things that he does yeah. he has that competitive fighting oh, spirit fuck. that yeah dude you see how much pain he was in like when we were shooting him he looked like he'd been run over again, you know, little shit. And, um, yeah, but obviously we kept it a secret that he wasn't real for a bit. And I didn't want to tell him at that time anyway. You know what, you watched the film, I'm, I was like, fuck, how the fuck you can tell him? Like, he's fucked up and he's rung his granddad, he's rung his mum. He's like, I'm in the big book and he's just like in the bath and the interview and... Yeah. Stoked. And you go in the shower and he shows you his body. I think that's the one time in maybe everything that Sanchez ever did that all three of you like, are caught and the reaction from all three of you is like yeah, genuine horror isn't it genuine horror apart from running him over off the step ladders in season one yeah, yeah, where he lands yeah, upside yeah. down on the back of his neck and yeah. almost breaks his yeah so yeah that that and the the, the paintballing and Joyce's and Pancho's of the Bangkok roulette in Thailand was you know crazy but I mean who the fuck thought of a thing like that and the I love Johnny Knoxville thing, he still has that, I yep. presume. And he still has the I love Dayton on his dick to this day. He does, yes. Yeah. I, I said, you, <laughs> you know, I, can, I still... He's like, not going to back down. That's what it is. Oh, I still to this day, like, when Pancho said, oh, I said, is that real? Pancho goes, well, you need to try and rub it off, Dayton. I was like, fuck. I... I it was one of those things. Well, that's when you chose to tell him about the world record, wasn't it? Yeah, and it just you all... just had that in your back pocket. It just crushed. He's like, I just can't win. And again, that's one of those beautiful scenes. Like, if you're going to dissect it as why it works so well, is he's gone to as far a length as any man can go to stitch up his mate. He has forever got his name branded on his dick as a fuck you, dude. I'm going to win this one. And then you it. go, well, actually, you know that record thing. The people record, and it cuts back to him in the bath, you know, being stoked about it, and then unfolds that he's not on it. He's, like, he's just like he just like you can like see him just crack and fall apart. So you go to Japan, 
and you get run out of Japan. Can we talk about this story? Yeah. Like, this is gnarly, and I don't think anyone knows this one, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you've, if you've seen the film, you've seen the film. We, I, you know, we'll just... But when we were filming a scene... Pride, um, right? Yeah, pride, Japan was pride. And the Yakuza, Japanese Yakuza, like, if you fuck up, to get your pride back, you chop and chop a tip of your finger off, and you, you go down knuckles, and, you know, you've got loads of little giants. Chop it off, pride back. So we were interviewing this guy like Horiyoshu the second like super famous Japanese tattoo artist like poke, sticky pokey just get you know taps it in incredible incredible artist we're in his place and there's uh, asking these questions while Joyce is getting this koi tattooed under his shoulder about asking him the questions about the Yakuza one of the Yakuza guys is there goes back to one of his fucking bosses says these guys from MTV asking questions about us the producer gets a call late at night You've been in this tattoo studio. You've been asking questions. Bring the foot. We want the footage back. Want all the footage. Bring it back. Producers like, our oh, guys have just had the fucking phone call off the Yakuza. I'm like, what they say? That oh, you're fucked. We're fucked. They 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 want the footage back. I was like, what do you mean they want the footage? I mean, we've talked about stuff we shouldn't have been talking about to this guy. We're all fucked. You're messing with shit you don't yeah, know yeah, anything yeah. about. And I was like, all oh, right, yeah. okay. And I went, what did you say? Are we gonna give the footage back? They went. No, I told them to fuck off. I was like, Wah! like fucking hell. So they, we put, put the phone down. Again, there's another phone call. Then it's, it's, it's fucking, we're coming to get you. We're coming for the footage. You're fucked. In, in not so many words. So, in Japanese. Yeah. So this is like, this is like, say like the Friday night. Yeah. And then we're, we're leaving like on the Saturday night. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Any, anyway. Yeah. We're leaving the next day. And, um, we, uh, we had to go out and film all this stuff and I'm dressed in a fucking like skin tight Lycra suit I'm singing like some George Michael track and the whole time I'm like do you really want to hurt me I'm in the street in fucking Tokyo shitting myself like looking oh my god the Yakuza are going to get me the big boys are going to come and beat me up you know so we fucked off to Japan after, uh, uh, Thailand after that and like no we didn't well, that, that was from Russia but we got out of there we got out of there fine we, we made it out of Russia after we got locked up and fucking interrogated by like the president's guards outside the Kremlin on G8 summit day because we had a hidden fucking spy camera. We got out of there. <laughs> we made it out of Mexico when we were filming past a police station and then all the fucking police revved up and gripped us and we we're like, Why, what's going on? They're like interrogating us because the drug cartel had decapitated a bunch of people and they thought we were doing reckies on the, on, on reckies on the police. Free scenarios and we were in fucking trouble, big time trouble. And I didn't even make a movie because it didn't need to, but like personal fucking stories, like, whoa, what the fuck? So yeah, we fucking, outside of like what you saw on TV on the film and shit, it was some other underlying bubbly shit. But like me and Pritch, when we was in prison in Russia, we couldn't speak. We're like, this is like Midnight Express, like a fucked up film from back in the day when nobody finds out you never saw again and shit. But they just took a lot of money off us and we bought our way out of there and fucked off out of there. So yeah. Uh, I reckon we should maybe wrap it up in a bit. It's been two hours, give or take the break. Um, I want to just kind of touch upon the High Time series that you did. What's it called? Uh, Sanchez Get High. Get High, because I guess leading on from traveling, seeing the world, being in crazy situations, that experience, again, for you as a kind of experienced junkie, as someone who loves being thrown oh, into yeah. unfamiliar scenarios, yeah, yeah. that must have been a real personal highlight of everything that you'd done through, you know, throughout the years as oh, a presenter. 
Yeah, well, a, sort of. <laughs> a stuntman. Well, yeah, you know, this, the premise of the show was get a high, go to different countries, like go out to the go to Cambodia, meet up with a shaman there, do their like traditional kind of like medicine, which is like some people would take to get fucked up on. In the Western world, you deem it. They, theirs is they do it on a, for a like for a medicine for healing. And like like we went to like the Amazon, like parts like parts of Brazil, like way out in the middle of nowhere, doing. Is this just you and Pritch? Just me and just Pritch. Just the two of you, yeah. Just me and Pritch, yeah. Um, and we did, we went on this journey where like I fucking learned so much about actual like you know in the Western world, you know, you people like take shit and fucking smash drugs and do all this stuff. Well, they they do that kind of stuff, but they but do in it a different way. They do it for healing. They do it to heal, to go inside your fucking mind and work out the problems you've got and like and just fucking figure things out and fix yourself. You know, and they do it properly. And then we did those trips with the shaman and um it was insane, like they just the one shaman in Mexico, like way out in the middle of nowhere, it's like some second like lawless land. They um took us through these trips, took these mushrooms, the the flash of the gods and Broke these eggs over our heads, and yeah, you saw you saw it on some people. You mostly saw it on, on the TV show, but it was insane. Is it out that show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. is, yeah. Well, it's out, um, but it's not on MTV. But it's, it's not anymore. Um, but it's out there on YouTube, and we just got to learn about all these different cultures. You know, like in Banawi in the Philippines, like they cut this fucking chicken's head off in this little fucking hut, and we're just like huddled around. And they, they they start like pouring the blood out of this chicken, just like flapping around, and they just swirling it around and like reading our fuck, reading into us. Like you know? voodoo shit. Like voodoo shit, yeah. like, you know. I've actually done voodoo, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like just they were just sprinkling fucking mud in my eyes, and was just fucking. I was like ah, pretending to be a fucking stay on the floor. But yeah, Sanchez get high was the best thing we for me like on a personal level to go out and understand and learn about their kind of medicines which we would like take over here to go I've taken fucking 60 for a bag of mushrooms I just saw a fucking pink elephant fly by they're doing it to go inside work shit out become better find if there's a higher being, yeah yeah exactly a deeper meaning yeah yeah ex- exactly like Prince did Ayahuasca that's like the most fucked up like the most intense intense trip you could ever fucking take you know so did he enjoy it did he get like a positive experience from it uh, or did I have to ask him well this is the thing right because you didn't do it right I just, well no because we'd have just you had a show with two guys like eh, just fucked up on the floor no like I did it to stay to talk about what he was going through and looking at him and like talking to the camera and um but so he did the, he did this fucking he did it it didn't work it, but so they, they had another cup of this this tree bark ayahuasca right it's crazy powerful it's like DMT shit it's mental stuff it's fucking insane so he did it starts tripping out they do the ceremony and then the shaman goes and they're like right back to the dorm so we're in the dorm and they're like right pack your bags we're going it's like we, what do you mean you're going it's like pack your bags we're going so Pritch is on the bed he's beetroot red he's fucked out of his mind I'm like oh my god look at him the shaman come in opens the door and she looks at us and he's looked at her like a little rabbit in the head like she goes how long <laughs> and she goes ah oh, three days <laughs> oh my three god three fucking days so yeah um, <laughs> it was insane we had to like take this crazy mountain road route back down six hours for the mountains to get back to like the nearest village to you know to get out of there but insane like just a crazy experience and the fucking mad thing was we went from there to Ibiza 
straight from, we flew around the world, jumped out, went to Ibiza, where it was just like, and then you saw how other people took drugs. Like, oh, you know, as they do. It's almost like a nightmarish vision, right? Like yeah, you've yeah, almost yeah, yeah, yeah. sailed through Hades' kind of underworld lair yeah. and then you actually see this nightmarish vision of what the warped Western take of chemical of experimentation is. is. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of people in the UK that do shit, like, to, to you know, spiritually, like, to enlightenment and stuff, and it, it is there for you. But, man... Any more funny tales from that one? Funny tales? Oh, yeah... Nothing really. Like, I bet Prince Charlie wouldn't wear a fucking is like king, like little like feathered hat thing all the way from like Cambodia to the Philippines to 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 Ibiza. It was like a fucking two day mission together, and he fuck. I bet him fifty quid, and he wore it all the way there. He did not take it off. You know, like Eddie Murphy coming from America, coming from America. <laughs> he looked like a fucked up. Or Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura yeah. too. Like yeah, he looked like that. <laughs> so yeah, um, there was all sorts of shit. Like spooky stuff was up. Like we had like this guy behind the scenes because we've gone to places which is gnarly like we were supposed to go to Papua New Guinea and uh, it was like like gnarly as fuck there's people like rape is like just daily like people machete to death it's like one of the most hostile places on the planet and I was like why are we going there and make a TV show you got to get helicoptered in from the base camp to the, you can't drive around because they will fucking ambush you and fuck you up like so luckily we got an escape here and they we rerouted. We was in India. We was about to go. We was like about two days before we was leaving India to go to to go to Papua New Guinea. It's like we had some from the, the naughty boys that come and gave in the night with us, looking after us. All right, he who dares type shit. And he was like, "Don't go there." And I was like, I "Fucking told you." He's like, "You if you go there, something bad's happening because unless you got a helicopter to get us around into these like protected places with guns and shit." Yeah, so that was it. I had a gun put on my face in in Brazil. Like I was taking photos in a favela. We were staying in a favela, and I was taking a photo first thing in the morning. Like it was beautiful, really high up in the air, looking out over the ocean, but like in this like crazy, like you know, favelas. And this guy's like putting AK in my face. I was like da da da, da saying some shit in Portuguese, and I was like, what the fuck? And the guy looking after us was like. Delete the fucking photos. Delete the photos. I'll calm him down. The guy wasn't calming down. I just thought. Fuck, Prince thought he's gonna fucking blow my head off. It was fucking insane. I had a bit of PTSD from that when I got home. <laughs> but yeah, we're all. Do good. you have any sort of PTSD from Sanchez as a whole? Do you ever like see certain things or watch certain scenes or like I don't know, look at a scar on your body or ever get reminded of a a skit or a stunt and go, oh my god, you know, he's saying like Pritch can't watch the the paintball thing because he just goes, oh my god. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, uh, not Gives really. Gives you the horrors. Nah, not really. Like, I look at it as an experience and I just think, fuck, what a fucking wild time. You know, like, we went through that and it, there's been more sense, you know? So, nah, I, I look back at it and I think, ah, oh, fuck. I really did torture those, some of those guys, you know? How are you all now? Uh, well, fuck me, man. It's been like 10 years since we've all been in the same room together. Is it really? Yeah. 10 years? It's been 10 wow. years. I mean, we see each other, like, it, like, like year and there occasionally I see Pretch I just come back from Norway with Pretch um, we just did this this rally called the Atlantic Road Trip Rally which goes through from Denmark to Sweden up to Norway all the way through Norway through the Fords and, and then back into Sweden so I you know I see Pretch I see Jugsy all the time online we chat online Pancho no phones I was losing his phone the kind of, he's off the grid off the social media but Pancho's doing really well kids really beautiful he's got two beautiful daughters um 
you know, looking after himself and keeping his head down, doing his thing. Joycey doing his thing, doing really well filming, doing really well with like making like promos for like different companies. Pritchard's got Sleepy Dead Tattoo Cardiff, a tattoo studio, and Barber's in Cardiff doing triathlons. That guy's changed his life around. Like, you know, fucking the most fittest dude I fucking know. Like from someone who's like, was I was like, you're going to fucking need to stop partying like you are because you're not going to wake up one day to being the fittest fucking guy out. You know, vegan, got his own cooking show now. Like, just flipped it from, like... You know, you see people in... You know, like, people in rock stars and shit in bands and they just fucking go nuts and they just fucking... They just fall off the face of the earth because they fuck themselves. I thought that was going to happen with Pritch, but then he, like, whoomph, came out, sort of put, sort himself out, and he's, like, really happy, doing fucking amazing. So, so yeah, we've all come out of it. Still friends, somehow. And um, we're all doing our own thing. Will there ever be a reunion of any kind on a filmic platform? Well, I mean, I'm up for it. I would love to do another... I'd love to do a reunion, even if it's a reunion tour, but... Joycey, I don't know. I don't, he's over it, I think. Pancho, yeah, and I suppose Pritch, I don't know we're all different now we've all like yeah yeah I mean like it's hard because you establish those roles don't you within the format yeah and that's what people love about that show is those roles those personalities the way they all interact and if you've all moved on from them you can't then pretend to still be them because that's insincere yeah and if you try and update it or adapt it people are going to go ah it's not as good as it used Mm. to be so it is a tricky one isn't it yeah we should just like a friend of mine said you should start in a therapy centre you know, where you just like you're going through therapy after your traumatic last experience. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, and then you bond again, and then you creep back into your old ways. Like I, you know, I think it's a great idea and a great premise for for another TV show. Um, it could be a one-off special with MTV. I'd fucking love to do it. If you're listening, let's get it fucking on, boys. Let's do it. Um, yeah, but I mean, we could even simply just go on the road for a few days and just relive that fucking relive that madness. Would you ever do like a sort of spoken word stand-up? St- well, I guess where you basically get on stage and tell stories like we've done tonight and share memories and give people more of that behind-the-scenes insight. I mean, yeah. I'm sure people would enjoy hearing about the stunts that they you know, are so familiar with as much as seeing you staple your nuts to a table again, yeah, which is I've, timeless, obviously. T- yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, a spoken word, yeah. I mean, it's possible. I've seen like in some comments, like some fucking uh, big like lads channel on on Facebook reposted some like X radio or something the other day, reposted like a clip of us all remember these guys. You know, and it went, wow, I'm like half a million views in no time at all, blah, 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 blah. And I flipped for the comments and I was like, some people like, wow, I f- like I miss it, I love it, I want to see it back. And I remember the one comment, it was like, fuck, I found this really funny back in the day, but uh, not anymore, you know? So some people have moved on with a humour, like, like, you know, would I smash a shit in my face? No. Would Joycey still do that? I don't know. I, I, do the fans want to see it? I think they do. But some people move on and last life, isn't it, you know? But I'd love to be back in the same room with four of them, but who knows? Who knows? Dane, 
thanks so much for an epic chat that was like two and a half hours sorry mate almost um, no I loved every second of it thank you to everybody who's been watching at home um, as I said at the start if you want to subscribe to the podcast and get more chats like this on the reg uh, you can find me on Acast acast.com forward slash life in the stocks and iTunes the podcast app on your iPhone and there's an app for the Acast platform as well thanks for your time dude thank you Matt you're a fucking star anything you want to sort of share with people obviously they can come visit you here in Cumbran come and visit me in sunny Cumbran this is my uh, my skate store uh, 420 I'm partnering and uh, we've got a tattoo studio at the back maybe I'll fucking tattoo something on you but maybe I won't uh, no I don't know I fucking hope you <laughs> yeah, enjoy yeah that's where it. we're going now cheers, cheers for fucking <laughs> Cheers for all the fucking cool messages, like saying how much you like the show and shit. So we enjoyed it, and I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it because you know it shone a dark a light on a lot of people's fucking lives at one point. They were in bad situations. We had a lot of people saying, "Oh fuck!" Whenever we was down, <clears throat> they would like fucking play Sanchez to make them feel happy and shit. So fuck it, you know, if it fucking made you feel happy, right on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.